What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow all our socials down below. We're close to 100 followers on TikTok, 200 followers on Instagram, and just get us to 25 on <laughs> on t- uh, Twitter in the meantime. But uh, if you guys are listening on audio, make sure you guys rate it, review it, download the podcast. Before we continue, uh, just want to once again, we're recording this on Christmas night. As you could tell, it's a Tuesday episode, like we mentioned last time. So happy holidays. Whatever you guys celebrate, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you guys celebrate. But as always, even though we don't talk religion on this podcast, but we are Punjabi, we are from the Sikh religion, so we gotta remember the Shahidi Devis of the Char Sahib Jade. So obviously the Punjabi community knows this, so we're, uh, obviously we're gonna have a remembrance to that. But yeah, um, before we also continue on, um, um, Alex Adams podcast that was the guest video we dropped on Saturday make sure you guys go check that out he was our first ever guest analyst first ever guest that we did not know personally yeah, on the as pod well. as well um, first ever media member so he had a lot of firsts <laughs> on our channel so far great guy genuine guy um, check his work out at the hockey news covering the Ottawa Senators make sure you guys um, when, when the Olympics come back or the Canada basketball Check that out, Canada Soccer. He does as well. So he does a lot of everything. Um, and subscribe to Behind the Play. Which Behind is the Play podcast, Raptors Republic. Um, everything was linked in the last, on that video. Um, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter or X as well. Um, and as for us, we have one more non-sports podcast coming out. Look out for that to close off the year. No guest, just us two. Um, back at it after six months of saying we'll do more of those. <laughs> The right, on- we're doing more. <laughs> the only one we're uh, the only one we have released was how we started the podcast. So if you guys want to hear the story, because we're now at that time we were at hundred, now we're at two hundred forty-four. Shout out to you guys for that as well. Uh, check that video out as well, so you guys kind of know where we're going at it. But check out for an extra podcast episode this weekend. Without a further ado, let's just get right into it. Heavy, heavy loaded, talking all major sports again. Uh, NFL is the biggest story right now. This the playoff p- picture is crazy. This playoff picture is uh, is getting me a little rile- riled up right now, especially with the Colts being involved as well. So it's a little bit extra to it. Surprisingly, surprisingly, involved, well, along with the Houston Texans. We'll start off with the. We're just we're gonna structure with the playoff picture. We'll start off with the one seeds, and there was a battle of the one seeds on Monday Night Football. One seeds of each conference, not the division. Yes, uh, NFC's one seed versus AFC's one seed. Ravens versus the Niners. One, the Niners were um, labeled as by us two, by as you can tell by the rankings, um, and by many media. The best team in football. Best team in football, right? The media analysts like Nick Shuck, for example, literally says like I think it's dumb and everybody else at this moment because they had no flaws. Baltimore Ravens might be in that uh, picture now because they destroyed them in San Francisco. Um, obviously, it was a two-touchdown score. Brock Purdy, four interceptions. Um, we'll talk about the MVP race in a second because it involves these two teams anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Baltimore shows that, like, hey, maybe those three losses against the Colts, the Browns, and the Steelers were just, like, um, just us being lazy at the end type of losses. But all the big tests they destroyed. Oh, every team in the playoffs right now, I think they've beaten except Indy. Uh, okay, I guess Indy and Cleveland. But, like, all the non-divisional ones. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like they're, they beat some big teams. and Like the bigger they're, contending they're, teams. Their losses are just like, you just caught us on a bad day. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the type of the losses they Watching had. Watching this game, though, like, obviously he started out slow. The ref got involved. Joven was pissed because he had picks on the on that game. It didn't matter at the end. but I know. But um, I've never seen that before. Obviously, little scary moment there as a watching the game-wise. 
But um, after that, it was all Baltimore. Like they, they literally cooked. Their defense was insane. Kyle Hamilton showed why he's one of the steagles of that draft in 2022. Um, obviously, who's their DAC now? McDonald, I believe. Either way, um, I forgot his name. The <laughs> defensive coordinator is cooking ever uh, still, and uh, Munkin has got this offense rolling. And yeah, the biggest story here is Munkin on his year one. A lot of question marks in the offseason. Year one, coming from a college. Coming from college. College but the, the question marks for the Ravens were like, we don't have a quarterback potentially. We have no wide receiver corpse. Our OC is year one in the NFL, basically. What are we going to do? They figured it out. They got Lamar signed. They drafted Zay Flowers. They added in uh, OBJ. OBJ. And uh, even, is, even no. with Mark Andrews yeah. down, right, they're still getting open receivers down the field. Isaiah likely is still a decent tight end. I'm not saying he's like some top 10 tight end in the league or anything like that, but he can be potentially. Uh, but, you know, he's making it work with him. And uh, yeah, so that, that on that side, that's the bigger the bigger situation. Let's talk Let's talk the playoff picture with this cause, mm-hmm. and we'll bring in an, another game. Um, yes. So we'll start focus on the AFC side first. We'll get to the Niners later on. Yeah. So, so we're going to... AFC side. We're not going to preview this game. It will be the biggest game of the week. Yeah. But it is... Pretty much the battle of the one seed next week or this coming week in uh, Miami versus Baltimore. And this, this game will be in Baltimore. Right now, Ravens have a... Um, well, this is not really updated, but before this game, it was 65% chance of the first seed. Obviously, they clinched their playoff spot. So did Miami as well. But this game is playing bit, being played in Baltimore. The stakes on this game are Baltimore wins, they get the one seed. Pretty much 100%. Yeah. Point. But if the 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 thing is, if the Dolphins lose, their division title could be on the line for the last game against Buffalo, assuming Buffalo beats New England next week. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Baltimore's twelve and three, Miami eleven and four. Obviously, tiebreaker is going to be their head-to-head matchup, and and then unless something crazy happens in the last week. But um, yeah. So out of the one seeds, Miami. Uh, we'll talk about that game very quickly here. Uh, they answered the question of can they beat a big team and uh, we consider Dallas being that big team even though it is Dallas and we know what happens to them late into the season and going into the postseason they're living up to that name but we'll talk about that later but uh, they, they came out they had adversity they came back put a good late drive um, and won the game uh, essentially through their field goal kicking mainly this time yeah Jason Sanders game winning field goal for Miami to- close game edgy game it was like more of a a defensive battle, defensive showdown. Then it was, it was like a, it was like a game where like, is it gonna be an offensive shootout or is it gonna be a defensive showdown? It was a defensive showdown. Obviously, both teams are very well rounded on both sides of the, both sides of the ball. And at the end of the day, Miami started taking, took control at the end, got the game winning field goal, good drive at the end. Tyree coming back obviously helps as well. And uh, I think Waddle they've, got they've, hurt. yeah, Waddle did get hurt in that game. They. Proved that they could beat a good team, which was one of their biggest question marks. Obviously, you're still going to have the Buffalo Bills, depending on what are the stakes on that game as well. So, assuming if that has some stakes to that game, you have another test there in two weeks. So, you got to prove yourself again. It was a good win to have, especially near the postseason. And uh, obviously, it's like kind of like the opposite of the Eagles type of thing. So, they're going to need to keep it rolling, right? They, they got some couple good games left as well um yeah so that's on essentially yeah the, that's about the one seed the winner will get the one seed the loser will most likely get the second seed because going on to the third seed i think kansas city 
losing to the Raiders, disappointing loss once again. Like I said before, it's second seed is not locked if the Dolphins lose. By the way, it could still be the Bills. Like I mentioned before, well, like it's a, there's no guaranteed second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I'm anticipating if the, if the Ravens, even for the Ravens, the Browns right, but right there too. But I think two games. I think Ravens. If Ravens lose, they should be the second seed. But if Dolphins lose, they could get knocked down to like the fifth seed. Yeah, no, I'm anticipating these two teams though. That's just me. Uh, I'm not saying like there. That's no debate about that or anything. I just think that one of these two te- these two teams will be the top two teams. Come said it. That's my prediction. You're confident in that? I'm confident in that. But if Dolphins lose, I'm more okay. I'm confident in the Ravens finishing top two, and then falling out than the Dolphins for sure because Buffalo's on a hot streak right now. Bro, uh, I'll just say this much: Dolphins lose, they're gonna be eleven and five. Yeah. Bills win, which should pay the Patriots, which should win. They'll be ten and six. That's a winner takes division game in week eighteen. Yeah, the potential Sunday nighter in that case. Yeah. Um. So there's no guarantee Dolphins are. True. Yeah. I'm anticipating Miami to be that team. Yeah, that's why. Because I feel like they figured it out. They want revenge against Buffalo. That's just my opinion. Nothing. Not. I'm not saying disagreeing with you what you're saying there, but uh, for me, I'm just uh, most likely the case. Even based on percentages, those are the top two teams, and to finish in the conference. Um. Let's talk about the number three seeds. Essentially, three and four three seeds. Three and fours yeah. are between the Kansas City Chiefs, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, the Pittsburgh, or, uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. All I, of them have a say in there. They do all have a say. It is more likely that the Raiders. It's most likely the Chiefs will still win the division, though. The Raiders. I think the Broncos are done. Broncos are finished. They're they them losing to the Patriots is absolutely done. They don't really have the tiebreaker in their favor if it comes down to like multiple teams yeah more than two teams the broncos in my opinion are finished the raiders the only way they have a chance is the division and reason being is because they beat the chiefs in the biggest upset the chiefs allowed i think uh, mahomes finally lost to a rookie quarterback and i think it's the first time that mahomes lost to his division twice in a year he's lost one time you know the odd Chargers won, the odd Raiders won a couple years ago, but he never lost twice. Yeah, Broncos and the Raiders. Yeah. So their scenario is basically they win out, right? They beat Indianapolis, they beat Denver, the Raiders, and the Chiefs have to lose out. Yeah. So it's still very improbable. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, so I'm still saying it's the Chiefs are still. But the Chiefs yeah. still should have the division on lock, especially when you're playing a Burrow and Chaseless. Bengals next week, you should be able to win that game, especially whatever pathetic display you put on. on well, Christmas here's the Day. thing. Here's the thing with that game. The defense on this Raiders team is the reason why they won this game. The defense on the Bengals team will also be a reason why they will win that game because their offense is trash. To take away Kelsey, they have nothing. Honestly, literally nothing. With Kelsey, they have nothing. Yeah, I'm saying they, they, take, just, they literally I, take away Kelsey, they have nothing. Bro, like. I can't even defend Kelsey. Kelsey's part of the thing. Yeah, I know, but like I'm just saying, like if you take your main weapon away, yeah. they're gonna force anyone, everyone else to win it. So that's it's, true. So even if you like, yeah, I get your point. Kelsey had hasn't doing anything himself. Yeah. I know, but at the same time, if you're gonna put like two guys on him because they know it's Kelsey, and once he's rolling, he's rolling. No one else is gonna. No one else scares you on that team. And there's a lot of miscommunication with the younger uh, wide receivers there. Um, it has to be more run game. Then they'll block the run game in Kelsey. Then they're screwed. But there's no guarantee they could win that game either. So I, I hope they will. Hmm. I, I mean, sorry, I anticipate they will because A, it will make it easier. The Colts, the Raiders thing will be a whole different situation as well. Yeah, but obviously yeah. with the Chiefs, there's no lock because yeah. I, I just said the Raiders could upset this week and they, which yeah. they did. The thing with the, this, I'm also using 
this New York Times playoff picture simulator thing, um, their current projection chances right now are 98% to win division and make the playoffs. Yeah. So it is a long shot for the Raiders, but we still got to put them in conversation because they have two big, big, two big wins, right? Once dropping 63 on the Chargers and now beating the number one in your division, Chiefs. And right now, Chiefs are looking like they're going to have the three seed um, locked because the Jaguars are on a four-game losing streak so, themselves. No, that's my point here, though. The Chiefs don't have... Uh, Chiefs could still drop to four. Easily. They could lose... Do they split the last two games? Let's just say the Jaguars... I mean, Trevor Lawrence is injured. Not even just the Jaguars. That's why I threw Indy and Houston in there because Houston and Indy could still finish third. Not just the Jaguars. Right? Because the Jaguars are also playing uh, uh, Titans and... Uh, Panthers. Panthers. So, honestly, I, I anticipate them to be the division winner and take it, but that means they could be the third seed easily as well. Right? Um, but, like, let's but talk the thing about is, you can't really guarantee Jaguars because they've been very sloppy themselves. Yeah, because right? we don't even know if t has been playing her and he's the thing with, again. The thing with the Chiefs, if it comes down to Chiefs and Jaguars for three and four, the Chiefs have the tiebreaker. True. Right? And also, Chiefs are not playing that good competition either. Like so the Chiefs Jaguars. win their ten and six. Jaguars win their nine and seven. Chiefs win. They're pretty much at the third seed locked, in my opinion. Yes, because they have that extra game already, like you said. But there's no guarantee, like we said. Like I, yeah, I, will, course, I will not be surprised. with this Chiefs team. There is no guarantee. Yeah, I will not be surprised if Cincy wins because Cincy's fighting their way in as well. But let's talk about that division that had a horrible day. All four teams in the end. Because that's me to six. We'll just quickly get this out of the way. Um, Browns are looking like your five seed. Yeah, locked. Oh, they could still switch with Buffalo, in my opinion. Yes, five and six are looking like Locked. a clear picture now. Yeah. With the Bills and the uh, Browns. Yes. Um, there has to be a colossal collapse. I don't think that's the case between those so two So those teams. two should I have... I anticipated the Bills to be in there. Yeah. Um, They are in there now. I didn't know what Cleveland is until they're just winning. According so. to this, 98, 99% chance for Browns to make the playoffs, 90% chance for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, like, uh, Cleveland's in. I think Buffalo was going to be in anyways. That, so, they're just putting me right. But let's talk about the AFC South. And the seventh seed. We'll just combine uh, both uh, together there. Yeah, so because AFC South, all four teams lost. Obviously, Titans don't have a say in this. I'm but they still lost. <laughs> they still lost. It's a bad day. They were winning, if I wasn't mistaken. Yeah, it took a Seattle game. Seattle. And Seattle had a, we'll talk about Seattle yeah. in a sec, too. But, so, that they're just, they just lost. They're out of the picture. They're out of the playoff spot. They're probably going to draft top seven. Um... As for the AFC South, all three teams had a chance to make some noise because uh, with Jacksonville losing, Indy or Houston could have taken the division. With uh, uh, also some of the teams behind them losing, they could have gained ground. One of those two teams. Exactly. Obviously, we're more pissed off because uh, we're Indy. So we'll talk Houston has an excuse more so because they didn't have yeah, CJ Stroud. Yeah. But sure. Indy, uh, let's talk about that game. Let's talk about Indy's perspective here. Yeah. All right. First so we'll start off with the game. Let's yeah. just talk about the game yeah, first. Yeah. Then we'll I'll have a question about Indy. Yeah. Um, the game, boring game. They had a great first drive. Then it fell off. Michael Pittman Jr. JT came back. He was okay. And then they realized that he's the only weapon because Michael Pittman Jr. is not there. Because of that, it was pretty much the Gatlin Granson carry. Um, outside of that, like the, the big question, the big obviously the trenches, the, they were horrible both sides. Um, offensive line didn't perform to what they were supposed to. But the big question mark is the defense. And... I've always said it, week in and week out, I understand when Gus has good games against Pittsburgh, for example, but you can't carry them back-to-back. Last year was a similar situation. I get it, last year there was a whole shit show, so I'm not going to blame it too much. So I didn't mind Gus coming back. But watching this year, and I'm watching other teams, um, not seeing blitz packages, not seeing other things. Um, I, I think Gus has to go, and this game proved it. I'm not the only one. All of the Colts 
beat writers are literally saying, yeah, it's not just on Gus for this season. I get that, or this game in, in general. Um, yeah, Steichen could have called better plays for sure. I hundred percent, yeah. In this game, like he, but he's over exceeded what he has done. Exactly. Uh, Gus on the defensive side of things ha- hasn't made adjustments. That's like the classic Stan Van Gundy coming in and not making it. You know, his Making coaching style adjustments like a Bell Belichick, Mike yeah. Tomlin, so, um, uh, Pete Carroll, right? My take on the... Uh, very quickly, though. Yeah. But yeah, like, Goss should be gone at the end of the season, especially if they miss the playoffs. But even if they make the playoffs, I don't anticipate them to be anything crazy in the playoffs. They might be a first-round exit. Um, we'll make our prediction on the seventh seed in a yeah. second. Um, my names out there, Ejiro Evero, because... Well, you're already getting in there. I'm right? getting there right now. I'm getting off this rant. Ejiro <laughs> Evero is a name <laughs> out there. Like, oh, you look like, at yeah. it, and then anyone from San Francisco just bring in. Okay. I don't care. That's it. That's yeah, I was going to cook him my thoughts on the game, but this guy straight went to oh, the no, coaching. I, I was kind of, he's very passionate. You could tell. He, I mean, he's been, you've been bringing it up a lot, yes. right? More than me. But yeah, no, I'm on your boat here. Obviously, offensively, we're terrible. O-line was the biggest issue, in my opinion. So a healthy it's Braden... A couple of drops, too. A healthy Braden Smith coming back should help that out O-line out for the last two games. A little bit concerning because the last two of the three games, uh, this, this one and the Bengals one, were really bad. Like, they weren't like, oh, the Saints game or like the Browns game were like, oh, you, it was a heartbreaking loss type thing, right? Saints, I would say it was a bad loss. Well, that was more in defense. Browns were heartbreaking for sure. Yeah, the thing with the Saints was like it was still close. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, yes. but the thing with this one is you got outplayed, outworked, out everything, right? Outcoached. And uh, yeah, offensively, again, O-line is the main thing and getting pit back healthy will be huge. Defensively, why are you playing soft coverage on the Atlanta's number one dangerous weapon, which is B. John Robinson? You're giving this man... Okay, B. John is those guys. He, yes, he's big. He's hard to tackle. But he's very agile. He's very quick on his feet. It's very Rivera-esque from it. Yeah. That, that, I'll get to that later. But the thing here is you're letting that guy gain, come at you full speed, make these cuts and everything. Of course, it's going to be impossible to tackle him when you're giving him so much space to Bro, build up speed. He made Zaire to make those cuts, I'm, I'm using soccer here as yeah. an analogy. You know how you're going 1v1s doing all these moves? You got to come at the guy with, at the defender with speed. It's the same thing. You're giving him chance to build up speed. Obviously, these cuts are going to be lethal for him. So that's that was the main point. I was like, okay, it was too much soft coverage. And also, Atlanta's O-line is no, like, they're no slouches, right? Jake Matthews and Chris Lidstrom are legit O-linemen. And bringing in extra pressure, I thought you brought in way too late in the fourth quarter. You had to get that done earlier as well. Like you said, no adjustments from Gus. I'm on the same boat as, boat as you. He's got to go. He's got to go. I don't care. He's got to go at the end of the year, no matter what. Win or, win, make the playoffs, not make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. That's the only way I'll keep him if they make it to like the championship game in general, but that's about it. Um, he, to your point about Bijan, like I said, he made Zaire Franklin miss. Exactly. Not just him, but other maybe other guys as well. But like Algier and all that, I I don't know. Like you have to make adjustments. The thing is this: you're giving that guy full speed to come at you. I don't think any ta- I don't think any linebacker or safety is going to tackle him or cornerback. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just Zaire Franklin. I don't think Fred Warner is tackling him. Oh, I know. Yeah. So the game plan was just brutal from the get go. Um. Overall, though, like like we mentioned, the Bengals game, the Saints, in my opinion, the Saints game, they were bad. They can't bounce back, won a couple in a row right after that, right? So, um, with hopefully, with a, and to be honest, Tampa was on a hot streak, I think, at the time when they beat them uh, as well. Recently, it was Pittsburgh. They beat them as well. Um, 
And uh, so in this case, uh, uh, Las Vegas is kind of on a hot streak. I know they had like one bad loss in between or whatever the case may be. Can and their hopes there and make your chances solidified. Um, obviously, we'll make our uh, anything else with the seven seed. Uh, okay, that's the cold side of things. Yeah, um, the seven seed in general, like you said, the Broncos, I think the way they played the last two games have officially been, I think they're not officially out. They're, well, in our books. It, I think I, I will agree with it now. Before In I, my books, they're officially out. I'm, I'm going to go into that. Before yeah. I would kind of argue it back, I, after seeing that performance again at home and mile high against the New England Patriots, you let Bailey Zappi go off on you. Yeah, in the second half. Yeah, they're done. They collapsed in that third Vegas? quarter. Watching that game in the third quarter was a collapse. Vegas, obviously, with their two-game win streak, are back in the little mix. they overtaken the Broncos in the standings in general, I, th- I think. Or they have the same record, so I don't know if they overtaken them because of tiebreak or not. But, yeah, Vegas obviously has division or nothing, and that's very improbable because you got to have four things go right for you. Yeah. W- win, two wins, and two losses by the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, but well, they could still go get in through wild card if everybody else loses as well. Yeah, that's me, but that's that's their simplest path. Yeah, right. Um, if you're like, if you're looking at form simplicity, that's what Raiders are. Obviously, wild card again. There's too many teams competing. Um, okay, so uh, Houston has two division games remaining, which are big. One against obviously Indy, which can be a potential Sunday night football game. Maybe other games are in, in contention on the NFC, and then the you said like you said the Bills. And uh, Dolphins for the division, essentially. Um, Steelers have the Seahawks and the Ravens. Ravens. So that could that's going to be a big game in general. And then the Bengals have uh, the Chiefs and, and the Browns. Browns. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. If I were to make a prediction right now, I know Indy's there. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. I thought they were gonna be the team to fall off, but I think I believe Pittsburgh more than the Bengals. Right? And Pittsburgh beat them, right? Was that the third? Pittsburgh did beat them, yeah. yeah. So that was the Saturday game. Yeah, so Pittsburgh destroyed them. Um, I, Pittsburgh, one more win, they'll be nine, 500 again. They'll be in the picture in the last week anyways. If I were to pick my seventh seed, because this indie team is giving me way too much 2021 vibes at the moment. Obviously, expectations are way different. This is still a successful-ish season for... Successful-ish season for indie because uh, beginning of the season expectations, they're not... Obviously, they passed that, but when you're in this in this moment and you feel that, that's gonna look bad. But I I still feel that's 2021 case. So if I'm gonna out of all these teams, I'm the most confident with. I can't even say Pittsburgh because fucking I, what, what no do I expect from Mason Rudolph. There's but no. I I I have the most faith in Mike Tomlin, so I'm gonna go with that answer. Um, just they'll be the seventh seed in my opinion. But just low just key, if you're saying who you're most confident, in? it might be Houston. It's going to be Houston, especially if C.J. Stroud is back, back healthy. And healthy. Right. Um, for me, I'm not convinced by any team. I'm not either. I think Texans are the most, for me, the most convincing just because they have the best quarterback I'm right, with the best at the coach. moment. Um, obviously, best coach. I mean, it, it's kind, is it working? Kind of, it kind of is, kind of isn't. Because Great and seven. It's <laughs> working. Right. The thing with the Steelers is Seahawks and Ravens. Seahawks have everything to play for. Right. So do the Steelers. I think the Steelers beat them. That's just me. I have a feeling Seahawks beat them. So that's why. That, it will come down to that game. But I just have. I I'll think just say it right now. Right. And I'm not saying this with bias. Yeah. I think the Chiefs beat the Bengals. And the Seahawks beat the Steelers. Right. Texans, Titans. I, you got to edge Texans there a little bit. Especially if Stroud is back healthy. It just comes down like. Then it comes down to Houston and Indy. It just comes down to Colts. Yeah. Right. And if they could play proper football again. 
And honestly, so we've seen sticking with the Colts? we've seen this team bounce back yeah. many times. Yeah, we've no. seen this team play good football, right? With all the adversity they dealt with this year. I think the Colts have the easiest path. I do too, but did they not in 2021? Well, 2021, Carson Wentz, in my opinion, was worse than Gardner Minshew. Fair, but again, I, I get it. Different regime. Part of me is like, I just don't want to jinx Frank it. Frank Reich's play calling. Part of me is like, I don't want to jinx it as well. <laughs> as well. I want to see, if Pittman's back, then I'll have more faith. If Pittman's not back, we ain't making it. Simple. And also, I feel like... Pittman's making like 30... <laughs> the way Pittman is valuable, he should win MVP or something. For this, at least for this team MVP. Um, like He's probably like getting 20 million minimum, for sure. Um, because like literally his value was missed. Because they just... After the first couple of plays by JT, they just... St- uh, what's the word? Stalled out. Yeah, like the box, whatever the thing oh, is. Oh, yeah, just, they just filled the box, yeah. basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah. They made... Try to make the reci- uh, the receivers make plays, and it did not work. But right now, it's looking like Pittman should be on his way back, right? And also, hopefully, Braden Smith as well. So, this yeah. team's going to so get you, Are you sticking with Indy as a final thing? Yes. My biggest thing with Indy is just... Can you just play well again type of thing can you go like do what you did against Steelers for the next two games Okay. because at the end of the day it's going to take both wins right you're going to have to win both games but me personally I think the Steelers have it way too tough I think the Bengals have it way too tough as well right and I think the Browns are not going to be the, like I think the Browns depending on what happens in the Miami Baltimore game the Browns might have a division to play for in the last game as well for the, because they're going to have to play the Bengals in the last game. Yeah. So that from that perspective there, I think the Bengals might be out, right? I'm eliminating the Steelers because I think the Seahawks will win, right? And also Indy has a tiebreaker over Steelers as oh, well. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> they forget about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. So I, for me, it's personally, I think it's down to Indy and Houston. I forgot about the tiebreaker between Indy and Steelers. I think it comes down to Indy and Houston. It's just that Kendi's teams just, you know, figure out these last yeah, two If that's games. the case, then I might have to switch up a little bit. Um, so that's why I'm not... I'm, I'm in my f- opinion, Pittsburgh wins against Seahawks. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. me. That's fair, right? yeah. That's so I totally think they fair. finish 9-8. and eight. I don't know why I feel like Indy will finish 9-8. and eight, And I feel like Houston finishes 9-8, and eight, right? Now, the seventh seed, you could... How, are you confident in the Jags winning the four, uh, the division? The division, yeah. Okay so, you, okay, so that's out of the picture like for a, you. A one Panthers win and they're, they're good. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how the triple tiebreaker works. Right now, it favors Indy, which it does clearly. Yeah. So if that's the case, then I have to go with Indy. It's like it genuinely. It just comes down to this: Can Indy play good football? So like, okay, what's the difference if Indy loses to Houston? Put that in the simulator. Like, if Indy. So what do you want? So for that week, can, can you do it like for the whole yeah. week? Yeah. Okay, so I want Indy. Indy win against Raiders? Win against Raiders, lose to Houston. Lose to Houston. And then Houston go 1-1 one and one as well. So Houston So that lose. means they beat Indy and lose the... the so play. Titans win against yeah. Houston. You want Steelers? And then the Steelers go 1-1 one and one as well. Steelers go 1-1. One and one. So let's say Steelers beat the Seahawks. And then say Bengals and Raiders lose out. And the yeah, Browns well, out. Steelers and Ray. So how does what does that say? That's That will be my final. That will be my prediction. It says 92% chance. Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> but like, doesn't it say like which percentages of making it? No, it doesn't give us. It just says, it just says 92% Because I don't know if Houston, if Houston gets tiebreaker over Indy, I don't know what that does though. 
But okay, so and that's if that's the case, do, do they all have the same record, right? Yeah, yeah, nine and eight. So who has the same record? So Houston, Houston, Indy, and Pittsburgh. and Pittsburgh. I think if they all go one and one, they all play AFC opponents, right? Because oh, the Steelers don't. I think it favors Indy. Because even, it's if they lo- if, even if they lose to Texans, yeah, if they go one and one, yeah. I think How it's much still did Indy beat Houston again? It doesn't matter about that. No, I'm just saying in general, 31-20. Okay, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to see the score's sake. But yeah, there's this... Okay, then, okay, I'll change it. Because I, I forgot about the tiebreaker situation, case on this. I think it's the winner between Indy and Houston, and uh, I'll go I'll go Indy. All right. Just, <laughs> I'll go back to just, Indy again. Just like, like, like you guys are seeing right now, we're... It's very... It's very it's tight. Wild. It's, it's literally... Wild. It's very tight. Because I, I generally... I forget about the tiebreaker situation. I, I really want to go Pittsburgh. I just... Mike Tomlin. But that's it. Like, I won't be surprised. Like, I'll... You know what? I'll still stick with Pittsburgh. Fuck it. I'm still sticking with Pittsburgh. All right. They'll go 2-0. Whatever. <laughs> They'll finish out 2-0. Um, so, but yeah. So, that's the AFC But side. I want to have a question about you for Mike Tomlin. Before yeah. we move on to the NFC. Because we're already on that topic. Yeah, yeah. I uh, heard a debate between Shannon Sharp and... Ryan Clark on first take talking about this. Let's just say they miss the playoffs. They go, they, let's just say they go eight and nine, hypothetically. Should Mike Tomlin leave? Uh, he's not getting fired. There's talk, so the reports are he's getting extended, right? Mike Tomlin doesn't, he's not the coach that deserves to be fired. But if Mike Tomlin's choice, should he leave Pittsburgh? Because last few years now, they haven't been this Pittsburgh, like Ryan Clark's, Ryan Clark's a former Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl champ with the Steelers. So he knows the Steeler way. How people say heat culture, he knows the Steeler culture in that sense, right? But there is none of that right now. There's none of that right now. The defense has been like okay, like from time to time. Like, yeah, it's that's their bread and butter. But their defense, their O line isn't there at all. Their offense isn't there in general. Their offense, yeah, what I'm saying, like, what they know him for is like offense and then running, not there at all. Obviously, don't have the QB, don't have the player mindset. You know, George Pickens, obviously, he had a great game. But outside of that, like the, the intangibles. Of him and Deontay Johnson want their own and not for the team. So for that reason, Ryan Clark's like he should be leaving. He should choose to leave if he wants to. Because there's no reason why he won't get a job yeah, instantly, okay, right? There's, there's no question about so from job. Mike job. Mike yeah, Tomlin's yeah. perspective, should he leave Pittsburgh? Yes. Okay. I think he should. But yeah. I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, I know because he's gonna yeah. pay him a lot of money. No, sure. it's not even that. Like I just think he he just he just born to be a stealer for life yeah. type of thing. Because like I know the whole Belichick thing comes, but that's Team yeah, but shambles. this is a little bit different, right? Like the Steelers have still been competitive under him the whole time. So you agree with Ryan Clark that he should leave? But yeah, obviously yeah. you ultimately leave. He's not gonna leave. Yeah, leave, he's but he's leave. not. But like he's not. Okay. I'm being real. Uh, being realistic. Realistically, here. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm just saying. The I'm, question, just, I'm just gonna be realistic. Yeah. He's not gonna leave. Okay, so but you but should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Let's go to the NFC top seed. Uh, can be up for question. Uh, up for grabs now. It's still. The Lions are in contention for that now. Yeah, they are. They are. But All three teams are 11-4, and four, and then Dallas Cowboys are 10-5. and five. But it's still the Niners to lose, because Niners just have overall tiebreakers. And everything, I believe, still. So, they are right now listed as 11-4, and four, but 79% chance for the round one bye. Lions-Cowboys, big game. Yeah, that'll be a big game as well. Eagles are listed at 15% chance. The Cowboys have 0% chance of getting the round one bye. That cap. There's no way, right? That, okay. No, they don't. Low p- There's two games left. How is this 0% chance? They can't overtake the Niners. Let's say the Niners lose lose out for some reason. They yeah. lose out. They're 11, they're 11 and 6. Cowboys win out. They're 12 and 5. 
Yeah, but so it's not a zero percent chance. Then what about the Eagles? But still, and the Lions. They have tiebreaker over the Lions. Eagles, yeah, and they beat the Lions. So it's not a zero percent chance. You could say five yeah. percent. Zero percent chance means like they're absolutely no way possible. But okay, yeah. So this is how they have it wrong. That's but why I, I, I send a confused voice. Yeah. But in our books, they're done. Yeah. Right for the one seed, uh, AFC East, uh, NFC East title still. Completely it's on the grabs, line. It's completely up for grabs. But yeah, Niners win one more game. I think they should have the division on lock. And when you have the Commanders next, it should be an easy win as well. Speaking of Commanders and how Ron Rivera should be fired. Yeah, we'll talk about the coach well. firing in a second. But yeah, so one seed, again, they did lose to the Ravens. Right? Like you said, like we said many times, we're not really too concerned if Niners lose, right? Just because they are so talented and like they bounce back from a worse stretch than this and obviously it helps when you're playing someone in as easy as the commanders next yeah so um, one seed should be the san francisco 49ers still after the christmas day loss to the ravens the two three seed are now in question right because the lions and the eagles are right now are holding that position what is it is it who's ahead right now is it eagles, eagles? All right, so Eagles are two, Lions are Eagles three. Eagles are get it though, man. Cardinals and Giants remaining. I know they almost choked against the yeah. Giants, but it's like Cardinals and Giants. Exactly. There's no way. Like, they win one game. Let's just say the Lions win one game. The Cowboys are out of the picture at that point, right? Should be out of the picture, at least at that point. Um, yes, I know the last game could still come down to a win-loss situation, but I would favor the Eagles schedule. Um, yeah, like, it's, I think the Lions will get the three seed, but I won't, like, at the same time, if they beat the Cowboys... And they somehow Eagles, which they've been doing recently, losing to some of the bad... No, Not really. They haven't really lost... They haven't lost to the bad teams, right? Except for a one Jets loss. They haven't really lost... Like the, the three-game losing streak. It was, it was the Niners, Niners, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Seahawks are still no... Decent. They're yeah. still good enough. Um. So, yeah. But that, by that way, yeah, Eagles should get the second. No, no I agree with that, it. too. I think um, Eagles are your two seed. Unless there's some tiebreaker things we don't know based on the rest of the schedule. No, it doesn't matter because yeah. they're one game ahead of... I'm guessing their percentage is higher than the Lions to finish second. I don't know about that. It doesn't show that. Okay. Um, but either way, um, I think the Eagles... But if they have the tiebreaker right now, they should control their destiny. Yeah. Two more wins. Unless somehow, like, the Eagles, Cowboys, and... well, No, because if it's Eagles, Cowboys are tied, their tiebreakers... Is division tiebreaker first? I know that much. And then they will go into the Lions-Cowboys tiebreaker. Hypothetically, if the Lions beat the Cowboys, then the Lions will finish second. And the Cowboys will go to third. You get what I'm saying? Cowboys will go to third. It's no, a Lions win. So if the Cowboys somehow edge beat get the tiebreaker on the Eagles, let's yeah. say the Eagles split it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They the Eagles have to split for that case. Then. So Eagles will drop out. Yeah. So it's no way, there's no three-way tiebreaker because it goes division first. Yeah. So that's and then if the Lions beat the Cowboys, yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because then the you, Eagles. You, you were drop. asking. That's why. No, I said between Eagles Lions only. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 no! I'm saying the Eagles are out of the yeah, picture. Yeah. Then it's the cow. Then it'll be the Lions. No, no, two, I'm just Cowboys saying Eagles three. Lions. If Eagles win, out Lions win out. Yeah, then it's Eagles. It's the Eagles. Uh, yeah, that's what I, Eagles. I was asking. That yeah. I know about the division thing. Yeah. Right. So what he was trying to say is that if if it's a tiebreaker between Eagles, Cowboys, and, and Lions, Lions, the tiebreaker from Eagles, Cowboys takes effect first. Yeah. Because they're in the same division. And then it will be the tiebreaker between the two teams, yeah. there, which would have been the, which would be the Lions if they beat the Cowboys. But yeah, uh, honestly, overall, uh, Niners last the Rams are not going to be an easy game. I still think like okay, they only need one win. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that last game might be meaningless. It might be for the from the Rams' perspective because they're not getting the division, right? There's like zero percent chance, literally. Um, and uh, from both perspectives, it could be potentially meaningless. 
Yeah, as like well. as long as we don't know if the Niners, like Niners are gonna try to come out and get a revenge. But yeah, let's not go back to the Niners. We're convinced they're the one seeds here. Yes. We convinced Eagles are the two seeds. Yes. We're convinced Lions are three seeds. Yes. Right. Now, okay. We are convinced that Dallas is the five seed. Yes. Right. The question comes, Mark. Question marks are the NFC South winner. And the five and six. I'm very confident. The okay, so I did say the Rams or Seahawks. six and seven. I oh, did sorry. say the Seahawks lose to the Steelers, but they beat the Cardinals. So that's a nine and eight finish for them. Um, that being said, then Minnesota has to win out. Atlanta has to win out. Green Bay and the Saints have to win out. But for them, they have the NFC South teams have a division implication. So I think the Seahawks are for me. They're I'm not gonna say 100 percent lock, but they're like. 70%. I'm, like I said, look like what my prediction was from a week or two ago, I think the Rams will clinch the second, and I think the Seahawks will ultimately clinch the third. Um, let me look at the schedule with the Vikings. It's Packers-Lions, right? Lions could still be fighting for seeding as well, in general. Who knows? Packers, yeah, and the Packers, can. and one of them is going to bounce each other out. Who? Between the Packers and Vikings. So they're yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of them is going to bounce each other out right there. Right, so take out one team. Um, Atlanta, Bucks, and Saints are also playing for the division. I think the Bucks will lock up the division the way they've been rolling. They got the Saints. That will game will that game will essentially determine who will get the who division. wins the division. Yeah. Um, and then they have the Panthers. Right, like what are you gonna say about the Panthers? Um, they're probably at this point. Tepper's probably like, yeah. But Tepper doesn't even care because they don't even have the pick actually. So, they don't. They don't. Um, and then if you're looking at the Falcons, who actually obviously got the big win against Indy, they got the Bears and the Saints. And I'll, again, that last game will come out of the division. I still think the Rams Seahawks will be two and three at the end of the day. And the NFC South winner, I'm still I'm sticking with how it is exactly right now. Yeah, I don't really I, see. I can't, I'm not convinced here's, by here, the Here's my perspective. I'm not convinced it. by Atlanta. Here's my perspective of this. Minus right. Indy, because they always do it against Indy. Um, Tampa Bay, give him their flowers. Give Baker his flowers as well. Baker's getting an extension. Right. Um, he is balling out these last couple games. I agree with you. Tampa Bay... Mike Evans, most underrated player in the league. Probably. Tampa Bay takes the division. Yeah. Um, I think Rams are a lot, guaranteed, in yeah. my opinion. Um, The way that they're rolling right now, Stafford is healthy. They play the Giants next. Yeah, so All right, so... Um, the Vito got benched. You know, that doesn't matter. Giants <laughs> don't even talk about Giants, but... Yeah. Um, and then, the Seahawks, they've been good this last couple of weeks, right? Beating the Eagles and obviously... Titans, at the end of the day, yes, their record doesn't show it, but they're still a tough team to beat. Minnesota, quarter, quarterback question mark. Again, um, Joshua Dodge can't get the job done. Nick Mullins. Yes, you look more electric with Nick Mullins. You choked. But No, no, this week. Sorry. What are you talking about? The choke the week before. Yeah, okay. The, the Minnesota Vikings, the thing with them, Nick Mullins does give you better offense, but he also gives you more turnovers. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons, they are a mystery. Uh... They pop off one week, they suck the other week, right? Green Bay Packers is looking tough for you as well. Yeah, it's not looking good. Right, and then the Saints, we know the Saints. In my opinion, Falcons and Saints are only division. I don't think they're wild card, right? Um, the only way they get in is if they win the NFC South. The Vikings, I think they're done. The Packers still have a chance. So for me, it comes. So you're saying Packers beat the Vikings? Yes. Okay. Um, for me, it just becomes comes down to Seahawks and Packers. I'm gonna edge it out to the Seahawks as yeah. well. So I'm gonna keep everything as is because at the end of the day, n- none of these teams outside looking in are very convincing, right? Whereas the last these Rams, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers been playing good football of late. 
good time to play good football as well um closer to the postseason and uh they're they're the most convincing teams in the nfc um for these last playoff spots that being said the next week we might come here and be like everything is flipped again it changes every week it Literally. does change every week um yeah, no, I, I'm convinced that this will be the NFC playoffs, though, at this point. I, I, after watching what the Bucs have done, I really wanted to put Atlanta as a division winner, but they're 7-8. and eight. I don't know who holds tiebreakers at the moment. We'll do our research more for more more for it next week. But, um, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, the tiebreakers are kind of showing, like, Vikings hold it over between the divisions, right now. B- between the division. In division? I'm talking about, like, the NFC South. Well, right now it's Falcons over Saints. And is it Bucs over Falcons? Uh, one sec. They beat the Falcons once. So Falcons four. over Saints, yeah. It's Falcons over Saints right now, at the moment. Yeah, so it is Bucks over Falcons. It's Bucks over Falcons. They play, but the Bucks play in place. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, it should be Bucks over Falcons too. I believe that's yeah. It's Bucks. But yeah, let's put this playoff picture to the rest. Okay, let's talk about one thing very quickly. And uh, let's talk about the <laughs> the bottom of the barrel very quickly. Yeah, playoff <laughs> picture rest bottom of the barrel. Um. So. Right now, um, right now at this moment, it's Chicago's first pick via Carolina. Arizona is second pick. Uh, New England, who've been winning ways, are now third. Uh, third pick. Uh, Washington, fourth pick. Chargers, fifth pick. Five and so. And the uh, Titans, ti- uh, fifth. Don't, just list the top five. Don't list the whole thing. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at my record. Okay, I'm there. So. The Giants, Titans, and Chargers are all five and ten. There it goes: Chargers, Titans, then Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Commanders and the Patriots—they have the same record, but it goes Patriots, Commanders, and then obviously I said Carolina, and then Arizona. How confident are you? Is that Chicago will get the first overall pick, or do you think Carolina will somehow edge a win like Houston did last year and give Arizona the first overall pick, and making a major? Chicago decision? has a first overall pick. So you're giving it to Chicago? Chicago has the first okay, overall And then pick. you have, are you convinced with the Patriots on a roll that they will finish outside of no. the top two? Or are you going to give Arizona? Two? So like Arizona's two. Yeah, something outside. Yeah. You're giving Arizona two? Yeah. Yeah, something outside of the top two. They're already outside the top that's two. Something. Are you convinced that they're going to stay out of the top two? Okay, then, okay, you phrase it the other way. <laughs> but oh, I, I thought I phrased yeah, it. Um, yeah, I'm convinced they're, they're top five pick. I don't think they're top two. I think the top two has this as well like how okay. it is so my question to you is like just very let's, 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 before we uh, talk about the MVP very quickly um, if you're Chicago and if you're Arizona you're the top two picks right how wait, how convinced are you they're going to be traded down I don't think they are I think Chicago takes Caleb Williams or a quarterback whoever they take Caleb whoever they like let's assume it's Caleb Williams Caleb Williams like to post that Chicago should take Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. or not him <laughs> <laughs> and I think Arizona should take Marvin Harrison Jr. at all costs. Okay, now let's just say. And I think it could be flipped. Hypothetically well. flipped. Arizona gets the first overall pick some way, somehow. Chicago goes second. So it's Drake May, most likely. And Arizona is up for Caleb Williams. Do you trade that pick down because you still believe in Kyler and you get Marvin Harrison Jr. some way, somehow? Or you take you trade away Kyler to a team like Atlanta or whoever might whoever looks ready enough to that needs a quarterback like that and you draft Caleb Williams first? I would just draft Marvin Harrison first. <laughs> yeah, but like they're going to look at the trade value. So let's, yeah. let's, that aside, put that to the side. Um, well, trade can't, can't really trade down. Let, let's just go QB because that's the position everybody's going to look at, right? All right, so this my take is this. Um, if Arizona ends up with the first place, I'm a lot of teams that would be calling, right? Yeah. If I'm the, especially the Falcons, I'm calling because the team around the Falcons are is already pretty decent. Um, 
I don't think the Saints could afford. The problem them. with the Falcons is do the Arizona Cardinals yeah. drop that much? Because <laughs> it would be double yeah, digits. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, I feel like we could just hold off, hold off this one for a week. <laughs> so okay, yeah, we'll hold off. We'll but your opinion is, if they have the first overall pick, it should be Marvin Harrison Jr. I think they just just find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, for them. Sounds good. Okay, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll hold off the draft the talk. Okay. Like, okay, we, we even closer. To that. I just wanted to get. Let's just focus on the playoffs, opinion. right? The yeah. playoffs right now. Okay, let's go uh, MVP talk though. That's important. We that is that is related to the playoffs. Um, okay, <laughs> that is related to playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, related I'm just to good football. So um, keep the vibes high. Don't worry about these bad teams right now. They'll they'll, they'll get all the draft talk, right? They'll be all the off season talk. <laughs> all right. So MVP before this week. You know, people had Brock Purdy, people had Christian McCaffrey. That's it, right? Because of last week's game, Dak fell off, and that this week not fell off, but like I don't think it was on. Like I think Dak should be consideration, but if it if they're really going QB heavy, or in this week Dak lost again, right? How much is it now that it's Christian McCaffrey won for me? For me, MVP is Christian McCaffrey. That's me. I'm gonna keep that there. I feel like because Tyreek Hill missing a game and then them winning thirty nothing against that defense hurts him massively. And then number two for me is Lamar Jackson. Out of the QBs, it's going to be Lamar Jackson and then Doc. How do you look at it? My MVP, my number three, I'll just go backwards, is going to be, I'm just taking a realistic approach as well. Um, Tyreek Hill, I agree with you. Him losing, missing a game is going to take an effect. Number two, um, it has to be Lamar Jackson. Number one is Christian McCaffrey. He is the MVP of this league. Uh like I said before, he he was their only offense realistically up and uh, like before all that garbage time offense that happened later on in the fourth quarter, um, because Ayuk popped off near the end. Obviously, Kittle had his moments, but at the end of the day, is the question mark in that game is why aren't they getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey enough? We got a Sam Darnold outsiding. Yeah, too. yeah, but Christian McCaffrey is what makes this 49ers offense tick. He is their best weapon, and there are a lot of weapons there. He is their best player, and there are a lot of good players there overall. And uh, he is just a home run hitter every time. He's got his 21st touchdown um, today and uh, kills it receiving-wise, kills it um, rushing-wise. Probably blocking-wise. Like, <laughs> he has 20-plus touchdowns. Yeah, right? so like... Yeah, it's like it's kind of hard. Like obviously for me, it would have been between him and Tyreek. But obviously Tyreek, I think is be mostly based off the record. I think because of and that, it's more Tua than Tyreek now. Personally, no. I th- I it's still think that it's gonna people are gonna look at it like that because of the eight, the thirty nothing win without him, and then they're gonna be like, well, Tua is the one throwing him the ball, right? That's what that's why QBs get the love. Okay, that's why a receiver hasn't yeah, yeah. won it. That's that is true. That is a fair point. Yeah, but look at this perspective. You can't overthrow Tyreek. If you overthrow the ball to Tyreek Hill, you should not be a quarterback in the NFL. I think Ty- Ty- right? here's Tyreek's argument that saying that Tyreek's saying that, oh, Tua is the most accurate quarterback anyways. <laughs> so it yeah. helps him. But it's Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to get into like... Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. Like, but I think I'm, I'm standing firm on that. Tyreek Hill has more MVP chance. Or should so you be, would be pissed? Should be more. I would be pissed if Tua finishes ahead of Tyreek. You would actually be pissed. You'll I'll be, be pissed off. Going on a rant. I'll be pissed off. You'll be going on a rant. Huh? You would be going on a rant? Yeah, whatever. Just 
my emotions. I will, I will I'll let be, my emotions out. I will not be surprised because it's going to be a QB heavy. I will let my emotions it's out. It's going to be a QB heavy I'll say favored. That. It's going to be QB heavy favored in my opinion. So in that case, I will not be surprised if Tua especially. What, what is your, who's head? Between those two? Yeah. What do you, who do you think should be? Not like what the realistic is. I'm leaning Tua now. You're leaning Tua? Slightly. Oh, wow. We might have, we're going to have some problems. <laughs> I have to, I'll look into it more. We're going to have some problems. I have problems. to look into it more. I, I do want to say Tyreek. I still, it's, it's like 51-49. That's the best way I could put it. Because <laughs> I'm like, at the end of the day, I get the, I get the <laughs> argument. Because he's throwing the ball at the end of the day. Right? So that, that's why I, I, get, I see why a receiver hasn't won award. I know your receiver bias is heavily right now. <laughs> you're, you're like cringing me saying this. I have. <laughs> but I like, really am. At the end of the day, who's throwing the ball, right? Christian McCaffrey isn't... Christian McCaffrey is getting mainly... He's getting the route options, but he's also getting screen passes so, and the rushing so goes top him. I think it's Christian McCaffrey heavy MVP. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but between... Tua, we're, we're talking about Tua and Tyreek. That's what we're talking about. We're not I, talking about McCaffrey or Lamar. We're talking about Tua and Tyreek. I've heard Tyreek say like if he's run the wrong, wrong route and Ty- Tua still managed to put on the right spot for him. That's I'm going on his own words. Okay. <laughs> I'm using a little bit of a I'm, I'm also, using his own words. I'm also going on the fact that nobody can guard Tyreek Hill and he is wide but open naked. Right? Okay. <laughs> like Jen, that's how open naked, wide open he is. Let me just see right? two stats quickly. That if he misses Tyreek Hill, there is something wrong with your quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from Tua. Yeah. Right? He's a good quarterback. He's proven that he should, he can lead the Miami Dolphins to a, a title, a Super Bowl. But when your wide receiver is that open every single time, that fast, right? Every single time taking a house call, how many touchdowns were like Tyreek run, running himself to the end zone? There were a bunch. Like he runs around. He puts like, like he, he, at the end of the day, he, he becomes a running back. Yeah, at the same no, time, for sure. right? Like, but the problem is, let's just say if it wasn't Tua Tagovailoa, let's just say it was, oh, Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. Let's just say he got traded to the Jets instead of the Dolphins, and it was Zach Wilson throwing him the ball. He wasn't gonna get the ball. Well, also, <laughs> which hurts both of their. Well, cases. also when you look at it, it's like, uh, you look at the offensive scheme, right? True. I know. I'm just saying, like hypothetically, okay, fine. Let's just flip the quarterback. We're still in Miami scheme with Zach Wilson. You he ain't getting MVP because he ain't getting I don't, the ball. I don't, it's, it's not gonna be record breaking year, but he still be the number like I won't be like his numbers were dr- like, like I get lower I get what you're saying because Tua's not, like Tua's leading in passing yards obviously because of Tyreek Tyree Hill. Hill, but Tyreek's also getting the passing because he has an accurate quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I I can't be I'm not gonna be mad if someone says Tyreek should be third ahead of Tua, but I'm not gonna be mad if someone says Tua ahead of Tyreek. Either. I just feel like this. This is the chance, right? Like this is here because you're, you're you know receiver is your favorite position. <laughs> you're a big no, but like, this is this is a year. Nobody has taken the edge. No quarterback has. You, really how much of the year? Okay, last thing before we move on. How much did you watch that Matt Ryan Julio year when Matt Ryan won MVP? Do you kind of remember it or no? No. Okay, then <laughs> we won't go back because I'm yeah. gonna be like, who was your MVP? I will not be surprised if you said Julio Jones, <laughs> but I didn't really because Matt Ryan got oh boy that year too. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how. That See, like, works. I don't know. Like uh, again, like real, but okay. Last to pin, put a pin on this topic before we move on to whatever we decide to move so on we to. We gotta put a, put a pin on the NFL here. Yeah, because like we last have a thing, lot more things. Yeah, I know. Last yeah. thing, if you're, if you see the voting, would you be surprised if it was Tua, because of the whole QB side of things? Well, if I'm being realistic, I won't be surprised. But what I believe, like you could be from, from what from what I believe, they're wrong. They're wrong. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. We'll keep it there. You guys could argue it down below. We'll put a poll or community poll or something to decide 
uh, about this? Or was it more Tyreek or more I mean, the, Tua? Our, com- our pin comments would be anything but probably NFL related. Yeah. So whether it be who's your seven seed in the AFC or this d- debate. But yeah, please yeah. answer that down below. Okay. But let's move on. Okay, you, we have a big thing to talk about in the MLB and we've got some just big pick news one. to talk about soccer. Just pick which one. Which one does your heart decide? Just go MLB. Okay, hold it out then. All right. Um, I'll go with the... I'll, I have the other one pulled out already, so I'll bring that just up. Just bring it up right now. Um, Massive signing, once again, made... Uh, I think it was like... I don't even know when this was. It was Thursday. Last four days Thursday, ago. Whatever. Yeah. According to... The, uh, at this moment, four days ago, Dodgers... Ma- again, I'm not surprised. This was my prediction. Anyways, any team linked to the Dodgers, I think the Dodgers will just get them. The Yoshinobu Yamamoto made his decision, and it's the Dodgers... 12 years, $325 million, making him the highest paid pitcher, not pitching, uh, highest paid pitcher in general, to a pitcher who hasn't pitched in the MLB once yet. Um, Contract-wise, people are saying they were a little surprised because of uh, not even that factor. They didn't really hear 300s much till later. Same thing with Shohei. I know you're not surprised that he got $700 million, but because of the reports were saying he, yeah, won't, yeah. he won't get $700 million, that he this guy, Yamamoto, was going to get three hundred or two hundred. At the minimum, um, and then obviously Shohei at the 500, 600, 600 range. Um, so the fact that they spent a billion and sold over a billion dollars on two Japanese men um, is uh, is something. That, that, w, that w, I wonder if this is deferred. That WBC roster is legit, I guess, right? Like, he has player options, by the way. Yeah, that WBC roster um, is what... <laughs> they won. They won it all. They beat the Americans. So Dodgers like screw it, we'll just sign all the J- Japanese players now. Reportedly though, the Mets gave the similar same contract, and then the Yankees were twenty five million short. Of yeah, them. I'm on the same boat as you. Like I'm surprised by the three hundred million, especially for a guy who's gonna be a rookie and who has yeah, uh, like, hasn't pitched once. Who hasn't pitched in the MLB yet? Um, obviously, I'm not I'm not discrediting why like we've seen Kodoi saying I have a great year transition over. Obviously, we've seen Otani. Like outside of Otani, this is the next biggest guy that coming up. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Otani's contract wasn't even this big. No, it wasn't. Like it was not nowhere near this. Yeah, but so this, they believe this guy's literally the next. This like, guy is genuinely like you know like the next draft. He had the buzz. He had the buzz, right? Yeah. Like he had the buzz to the point that like we knew who he was before that mo- before he signed this contract. Yeah, right. That's how much buzz he had because we knew about him. So they will also have to pay an additional fifty million on top of this to to his Japanese team for the posting fee. Wow. So essentially, <laughs> this contract is three hundred seventy-five million. It's just the player gets three hundred twenty-five of it. Yeah. So Dodgers have pressure. Um, obviously, I believe this team more could get it done than um, than how the Mets were spending money last year because they got these guys got the two legit guys. We'll see though. This um, I don't think Kershaw comes back unless he comes on a one year. No cheap way. Deal. <laughs> That's like, way cheap. It's it's like what Bueller, Yamamoto. Eventually, it'll be Otani, but next year it's o- Yamamoto. So you got Bueller. Bueller, Yamamoto. You got Glass now, and you got Dustin May. As I have it here, off the top of my head, I have it here. All, the all pitchers are throwing right, by the way. Yeah, Yamamoto, Glass now, Bueller, Bobby Miller, Emmett Sheehan. Also, Dustin May is probably still hurt, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, based on this, this is the case. Who's your ace? Is it Bueller? My or ace, or are you gonna give it a glass now? I might just be Yamamoto. I'm not giving it to Yamamoto. I'll give it to Yamamoto. <laughs> if I'm if I'm going for like based on MLB, I'm probably gonna give I'll give it a glass now. Just because he actually pitched last year. Yeah, Bueller's coming off injury. Yeah, and Yamamoto is obviously a rookie, right? So even though he's played seven years pro, so that reasoning, I'll give it to Glass now as the ace or okay. opening opening the starter. Uh, other news in MLB. Mitch Garver is Surprise, a Mariner. Because I thought no one was going to sign until this week. 
uh, like literally starting today just because of the holidays. But someone decided to sign on Christmas Eve. Yeah, Mitch Garver, um, World Series champion with the Texas Rangers, two year, twenty four million dollar contract. Division rival team. Division rival team. Good middle of the bat line. Good middle lineup guy. You know the five six seven range. Be a good plug in for the Mariners as well, especially yeah. them making all these moves and getting rid of players. They finally add one, and the Garver is a decent little bat to add. That being said, Blue Jays make a move because I still think the Mariners. The Blue Jays made a move. Move. It was a Paul Espino uh, minor league contract. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> because I saw uh, this. I saw this thing where like. Uh, I didn't even get that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was on a thing. You don't get it. I didn't get it either. Oh, okay. uh, the thing is this. Right, I saw this post saying that, oh, outcomes. Paul Espino in the bottom of the ninth in the World Series <laughs> Game Seven, up against Shohei Otani, okay, <laughs> strikes no. him out. No, Blue Jays win the World Series. All right. That being said, um, I still think Seattle's got work to do. I still think they're one of the bigger losers. I I anticipate the Jays to still make a big move more so than the uh, Mariners will, whether it be Cody Bellinger, yeah. whether hey, right now, well, or you make a big trade splash. Or anticipate, case anticipate or not. Mariners made that we're both losers. Yeah. Right. And uh, we're taking big L's right now. But there's still MLB offseason is a long offseason. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, last thing with the MLB. Is there any other signings? No. Or trades or whatever? No. Okay. Um, last thing is there made some rule changes, which I kind of disagree with. Uh, so MLB competition committee has approved the changes for the 2024 season as per Jesse Rogers from ESPN. Um, instead of a 20-second pitch clock with the runners on, it is 18-second pitch clock now. Uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. Four mound visits instead of five. Uh, if a pitcher warms up before an inning, he must face at least one hitter. Um, I'll let you digest that thing for a second. And then Not runners kind of lane to one. The first base is now widened to infield grass. So I guess the lane is... They're definitely making it offensive heavy. Yeah, that's true. Because um, they're giving more leeway on yeah, the runs. Yeah. Uh, if a pitcher warms, that's the face that you made a weird face with. So we'll, I don't understand we'll the pitcher warming up thing. Like in the bullpen, if he warms up. So I guess if you put someone out there, um, he must come out and face at least one hitter. So if you if if you tell a guy to warm up in the bullpen, yes, yeah, so he has to come out. If a out. pitcher warms up before an inning, so before an inning, does that mean? Before so like inning? in between innings. I guess. So, like, when he's on the legit map. Yeah, see, at least someone tweeted. Someone help me understand this new pitcher warming up rule. I don't uh, get it. <laughs> barring an injury, a pitcher who begins to warm up at the start of the inning will now be required to face at least one batter. The league says um, there was there were 24 instances last year where the pitcher that warmed up and was replaced before throwing a pitch. Okay, so... Adding in the, three minutes. So, I'm assuming in the mound, like, this guy's warming up on the mound... If that guy goes up and warm up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what, it what it is. So you can't come out and just throw like a warm-up pitch and get yeah, replaced. Yeah, and then like get replaced. So, yeah. like, for example, Yamamoto's pitching. He comes on the mound for this eighth inning, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, it's, he, if he steps open. on the mound, yeah. he has to face a batter. Yeah. He can't just come out and it's like, oh, let's go send in Let our... Let me see what it is. Let's go send in Joe Yeah, Kelly. so they, didn't, they, okay, they said pitcher. So they, yeah. they didn't say bullpen pitcher. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, we've seen that before. Um, 18 second pitch clock with the runners on. Um, why even change it? That's my thing. I don't. I don't think there's a point. I think like, if anything, the pitchers are gonna be pissed. Even the hitters might be pissed, but more so the pitchers because the rhythm is gonna be off again. Okay. Not, there's gonna be a little bit of adjustment and in the then, first couple of weeks here. Um, and then the two second, like, maybe the two second add up, right? Like you're speeding them up further. 
Like, what if they're, like, a little, like, you know, tight or something or, you know, whatever the red thing is. I just think, like, the two seconds and how many pitches, let's just say I have a healthy season, about, like, 25 appearances. You want to say 25 to 30? 30. 30? Uh, 30. So, the 32 seconds, the 30 with the two seconds, it'll add up, right? But, like, when it comes to it, I, I don't I know. I mean, it's, it's, you're still throwing the same amount of pitches if you're healthy. The thing is you're throwing them in a quicker rate. Me, personally, I don't, I don't. Like I don't have issues with that. I just have issues with that. Like, you know, they they've got used to this twenty second, yeah. fifteen second thing. Why just change the time? Just keep it the same. Games were already sped up, right? Like it's not like the games. Yeah, there's nothing crazy like, happened. A last two year. second change is not gonna. So what? I think they because what they did was they did, they took the and you know how kind of like when Greg Wyshynski came on and said they're gonna analyze what players do when the whole pride tape rule and all that stuff. They're gonna actually like analyze. So they did the same thing. They analyzed. And they were probably like, oh, the pitchers usually pitch with like five seconds remaining instead of the two second remaining. So one might not make that like that. So slowly they might make the pitcher go to 10 seconds if that's the case. If that's the case. But yeah, in my opinion, I don't have any Oh, issues. you know who's going to be pissed off at this? Chris Bassett. <laughs> probably will be. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's any issue with like, you know, with health and stuff. Like obviously that's just normal game of baseball shit's going to happen, right? Whether without the pitch clock. Yeah. The thing, the thing I don't get is just why, make, why what's the point why of making it? a two-second change? It, man. Like, is that, is, if you're going to make a change, make it like a five-second change yeah. or don't change it at all. Yeah, because right now it's what, 15 and then 20, right? Now it's 15 and 18? Yeah, so I don't get the difference yeah, there. Yeah, that's stupid in my opinion. Even the batter it hurts the batter a little bit. Um, there's gonna be a little adjustment period so instead of them getting ready at the yeah. 11 second mark they have to get ready at like, like the, I'll tell you this is not going to be an issue come July. Yeah. Right, so at the end of the day, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll we'll see what it comes down to. Right? It's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a little adjustment period in the beginning, and you're good. Okay, let's go on to. You want to go to soccer right now? Let's go to soccer right yeah, now. Yeah, because there's massive news here. Uh, off the bat, big news that came out also on Thursday, four night, four days ago. Um, the remember the whole Super League saga from a couple of years ago? Yes, I remember Super League. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apparently they went into court or whatever. And it, their plan is now revived after UEFA loses the court battle. So the promoters of a Super League announced plans for a new breakaway competition on Thursday uh, after the EU's top court rule filed that UEFA had used illegal tactics to stifle a previous project. Now, again, we're not like there's a lot of shit that UEFA does wrong too. We're not saying that here. But it makes a seri- it makes serious legal setback for UEFA and for soccer's world governing body, FIFA, finding that their tactic to threatening to ban future Super League clubs and players from taking a part in their in their competitions to, comp- to broke EU law. So essentially, like UEFA is saying, like, oh yeah, if you do this, you can't you can't play in Champions League. Yeah, stuff like that. So like, which is which is um, uh, we don't follow golf, which is very like nail or what is it? Live, live, live golf, PGA vibe here. Um, and yeah, so there's all that because UEFA operates as a monopoly, it, setting the rules, blah blah blah, like all that stuff. You know, our my business brain has to kind of recall all this meaning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the powers of FIFA and UEFA are not subject to such such criteria because remember how FIFA was saying I think you can't like also compete in the World Cups or your international teams. So there's that factor. Well, there was a lot of things, right? Yeah. Um. Um. UEFA. Um. Just didn't want to. They want to be the top dog, right? This is basically what it is. They're like, okay, we're the top dogs. You know, the Champions League actually means something. So if you, for example, Man United joins the Super League, you can't play in the Champions League. Yeah. Right? If uh, Barcelona joins the Super League, 
all your Champions League trophies are gone. Yeah, so like the fans will fight it because so that's what happened then. It's very MLS esque that there's no relegation or no um, promotions. So which means the small clubs will never have that chance, like how Leicester City had their moment. Which I get it. Yeah, it's a rare thing, but still happened. It happens. Um, even the Champions League wise, you look at Porto back in '04, but. Yeah, so the fans are still going to fight this, obviously. But then a lot of teams have come out. I don't have the list of teams, but like, I know Man United have come out instantly and said they're not going to be part of this. Man City has said it. I think Liverpool have said it. I think a bunch of Spanish teams, minus Real Madrid and Barcelona, have said it. So I saw a meme where, like, Super League schedule, Madrid-Barca. Barca-Madrid. Madrid-Barca. Exactly, Because <laughs> those are the yeah. two teams that mainly want to do it. I think Juventus might be part of it. Um, I think a couple of, I think Fine, uh, um, Fenerbahce. No, not Fenerbahce, Feyenoord, sorry. Feyenoord. Um... I think I think PSG Byron I think so like come, come, By, Byron's Byron's agreed no they haven't agreed oh yeah because Byron because Byron was never agreed like, was none never of the agreed. German leagues yeah, yeah. Really Byron never clubs agreed, agreed. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah right now it's like Real Madrid Barcelona there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to get the Super League going for example getting teams to play for your tournament yeah but the so, thing here is that like there's gonna be a lot of drama for sure because what's his name is uh, uh, Florentino Perez. Perez, yeah, and he he was talking about this while he has the Champions League trophies behind him. Yeah, <laughs> just hilarious. So the new plans are announced on Thursday are for sixty four teams to be split into three separate leagues within with sixteen clubs in this top star league divided into two groups of eight. A second tier known as the Gold League, which is also would feature sixteen clubs divided into uh, two groups of eight, and then and then the third tier will be the Blue League, which includes thirty two clubs in four groups of eight. Participation will be based on sporting merit. There will be no permanent members and clubs will remain committed to the domestic leagues. So, yeah, it's definitely live golfish. I think because you could do the live golf stuff and then do the PGA Tour. Um, There's... Yeah, and the 32-woman team, women's competition is also planned. The effect yeah. here... The effect here is on the players, man. Like, how many games do you want to play? Obviously, you got... If that's the case. like We don't even know the full details. We're going to just say... We're like going to speak of this from a Premier League club perspective. Right, okay. we're gonna go Man City on last year, last year's run. Yes, Man City has the Premier League to play last year. Let's say they're all in competitions. Which yeah, they had to go pretty much yeah. till the last. Man City had Champions League. Champions League. They had oh, they had Premier League. They had Champions League final. Yeah, FA Cup final. Let's just say they were were in the Carabao Cup final too. Yeah, let's, say, at least, yeah. let's just say semifinals. At the so moment. that's four competitions there. Yeah. Right. Let's say the Euros were last year. Yeah. Right. World Cup was. Or yeah, World Cup was in between. Yeah, last yeah. season, right? So World Cup, that's five major competitions. Yeah. Right. Obviously, FA Cup and Carabao are like the bottom two of the five. And now you're looking at Kevin De Bruyne. Can't even get on the field this yeah. year. Right. So like, I, Just see how much toll that took on someone's body last year. Kevin De Bruyne was a part of all five competitions. While you're at it, we'll bring this up in a second. Did you know the club World Cup was going on? Yeah, I saw. I so saw the, speaking of Man City, they were playing yeah. in that as well, and they won it. Well, no one cares. That's a yeah, yeah. story. But like but they, they were gonna they were involved anyways. in that too. Yeah. So, um. So my, the point is here, like the players are gonna get injured. Kevin De Bruyne being one main example. Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, end of his prime kind of coming. Um, when you're gonna look at it, like when you look at age wise, so we're not gonna see much more of like. Kevin the Baller type thing. Yeah. Right. Like, and with his injuries and stuff, it's gonna make it more difficult. So the point here is, it's a lot of games, a lot of toll on the players, no real breaks because you're going to go from one competition to another. You're playing three games a week. So, yeah, 
That's why Man City, like, I think came out and, like, said they're not part of it either. I don't know. We, we still have to do a little bit of our research uh, on this. Because at first, when I saw this, I'm like, why is this such a bad thing? And then I looked into it last, the initial. Yeah, yeah, the initial uh, plan. Obviously, I looked at it more so that they're going to get questioned, banned from it. That being said, UEFA and FIFA are corrupt themselves, right? Like, they're going to do something similar with the Champions League anyways. But, um, yeah, we will, we will see what happens. But I'm just looking at players. I'm, I'm not any of this, like, Yeah, because if business. it's an additional thing, that's on the team's yeah, choice. Yeah. So that's I'm a team just, issue there. I'm just I'm not basing it on this, like, business stuff. I'm just straight up saying health. I'm just bringing health into it, right? Because that's the most important thing here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I, we got to do our research. That's, that's the simplest way I could say it. From the business side, yeah. From the business side. But I don't it's, know it's clear the number one reason, the number one reason why I'm against money. it. For the big uh, no, clubs no, to the, keep the money too. The number one reason why I'm against it is the health. Yeah. Right. Because you're running players into the ground. And this And another thing is like Kevin De Bruyne is you the like number the one relegation example. and the promotion thing. Because like like I said, we're okay, so us being in North America, Canada specifically, none of us really have a team unless you're born in England that has a small club team. Yeah. You will you want a small club story like Leicester City, don't get me wrong, but you know, we're Man United fans. Cousin or, or Jeevan and his family, Liverpool fans. Other cousin, Arsenal fans, right? Uh, someone else we know is a City fan. Um, same thing on the other side. Someone's a PSG or Madrid or whatever fan, right? But if you're in those countries, you're going to root for um, like like the Stokes of the world, like the Swansea's of the world, right? Like Leicester City in this case. You, like you want to see the... Like even the smaller clubs like West Ham. Like Aston Villa has a chance to win the league this year. Anything can happen, right? So anything in can that happen. sense, like I, I get the fans' perspective. Like, like from you got to look at it from the British fan standpoint as well. Like if you're or the at, or the Spanish or the whatever. Yeah, obviously you got to look at there as well, but it comes down to health. Yeah, that's that's all. We'll keep say. it there just because we don't want to miss spread any misinformation. We know on this, we're just reporting that Super League could potentially be back, but a lot of teams have declined that were initially involved in it. So with that being said. It might be weekly Barcelona, Madrid, and then I know Atletico said no, and like Juventus. Probably occasional Juventus. The three yeah. big ones were Barcelona, Juventus, and Real Madrid. Barcelona probably just needs money; they're just broke. That's and, why, and yeah. that's all. Um, okay, let's move on. Um, like I said, Club World Cup went on. No one gave a shit because it was Man City. Man City won. <laughs> um, as simple as that. Big news in Man United side of things, and no, it's not the loss, because that's I think this news that came out finally official. Over a year in the making. Think about it. Last year at Christmas, we were top four or fighting for the top four at the very minimum in all competitions we were in to deep for deep runs, essentially, minimum semis. And um, we had news that ownership could be coming by April. Exactly. Now, fast forward a year, we're not in the top four race, right? Or I guess you guys, we're not really in the top four race. We're already out of the Champions League and out of another competition. And the ownership yeah. just got finished. And it's not even a full ownership. But Jim Ratcliffe, as we mentioned before, finalized his deal to acquire the 25% stake in Man United, um, which is worth £1.6 or £1.25 billion. Pounds. Uh, British billionaire who's 71 will also provide $300 million for future investment, which I guess that's a good news because we get some investment. Uh, club statement... Uh, we already... I don't need to go to the club statement. You guys could check that out. I'm trying to find the who the... The people involved are uh, in in it. Where is it? Okay, so obviously one number one question is is what's Ten Hag's position? We'll find out. 
by the season end. It could be because Ratcliffe will be looking at the football inside of things, which thankfully it's no longer the Glazers, but he still needs to get final approval, I guess, for the budget, which still sucks. Um, I think the guy's name is Jean Claude Blanc, who will be one of the CEOs with a group of others. I heard he's good. He has a good resume of stuff. Yeah. Um, rumored guy is Paul Mitchell to be the sporting director to replace John Murtaugh. The only good thing really he did was get us Lisandro Martinez and a couple of other, I guess, okay pieces there. But um, for the most part, it's uh, th- they will be running the football inside of things. They have the, the Glazers will still be in charge probably for a long time. Um, if they do decide to sell, Ratcliffe has a, the ability to reject if he wants the full stake. If not, Qatari could come back in again. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So finally, it happened. Question mark is what's gonna happen for the rest of the year? Is it? I is think it's good news in terms of the January signings. Yeah. In that sense, but question mark is this: Is anything gonna change this it, year? No. Is is it is still gonna be the same? Old Glazers are in control. Well, no, it's I. We'll right. we'll we'll find out the details based on this reporting. We have to go based on what the reporting says. It is Ratcliffe. It is the guys he's bringing in. So in that case, good. The Glazers do not have control. That we have to go based on reporting. Yeah. Um, we'll see if the what the Glazers control is later on. But again, they're no longer. They're still majority owners, but they don't have hundred percent stake. I think it's it's kind have. of it's gonna be like a see it to believe a thing. Yeah. Is, does this really gonna change anything? Because the main guys are but, the laser guys, and uh, but the guys he's brought in, I have nothing. Are, I haven't seen negative. Yeah, or good one. resume, good experience, but uh, people. If it is Paul Mitchell, like I said before, it is those guys from Tot- like like Tottenham teams with like Vertonghen and Alderweireld. Yeah, so yeah, those yeah. were good teams. So if you're like looking at it, if you're a newer Man United fan, say you're like a basketball fan, it's like Mark Cuban taking over basketball side. Right. The difference is Mark Cuban stepped down. This yeah, guy yeah. took it. Came yeah, yeah. So like it. it's kind of like that. He's just taking over the basketball side where they have the other majority owners in Dallas. So it's the same thing here. Majority owners are the Glazers who are been in control. Yeah. Ratcliffe comes in. Stop paying attention to TV. No, I just want to just look at that reaction. I just need to see. Bike soccer. Bike soccer, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. This but, we, oh, honestly, a TV here is a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's a good idea because we could just bring yeah, something yeah. like this. Like, we haven't seen. Okay, anyways, continue. <laughs> we just started. No, no, but that one you have to admit. Like, I've seen other people have okay, a TV yeah. and bring that but up. But the point is, Glazers is the majority owner. Yeah. Whoever your Dallas majority owners is are there. Cubans running the basketball side. Ratcliffe comes in and runs the soccer-related things. So it's kind of like similar to that. Plus, apparently he yet. brought an initial investment no, with no debt or whatever. So, again, we're going to go based on reporting. It's a change. We want to change. We got some sort of change. Um, still want Glazers out at the end of the day, but it is what it is at this point. You kind of have to live with it. There's no point fighting it. Uh, if we see no change, then bring back the protests again. Basically. That's the simplest way to put it. Um, as for the league, we obviously boxing day, This we have games... Currently, already by the time this comes out, probably finished. Um, Man United and Villa is the biggest game there. Um, obviously, from both sides' perspective, Man United want need to bounce back. Let's see how it is. Um, Ten Hag, figure out your stuff. Otherwise, you're gonna get fired. But as much as I want you to stay, you gotta fix your shit. But uh, league standings once again: Arsenal still first, Liverpool second. Those guys drew a game, and for whatever reason. Declan Rice had a, such an impact on that play. That's what Arsenal fans are saying, that the memes now are like, oh, look, um, whoever that, uh, Nelson Tomato on that Chelsea miss that Raheem Sterling had, yeah. was like a 3-0. Uh, 
Oh, look, his aura caused that mess. Okay. Like when you watch that, you watch that live. How much did what did Declan Rice really do? Just back up a little bit, <laughs> jockey. Like it's literally Trent just missing. That's all it was. Yeah, it was Trent just missing. It's a four on one, man. There's like no you can't way. say Declan Rice. I mean, Declan Declan Rice did the smart thing. Yeah, right. Like he did try to delay as much as he can. Try to get his defenders back. But you can't like give him. But at the end of the day. This is Trent missing, right? Yes. It's a four-on-one for Liverpool. Trent missed, hit the hit the crossbar. As simple as that, right? Declan Rice did whatever he could, but Declan Rice did not stop the shot. Declan Rice did not stop anything. Trent Alexander-Arnold stopped the shot. Yeah, by hitting it off the crossbar. And you said it perfectly. What what could this mimic? That miss. Oh yeah, so. This miss, so we've seen the um, title race so close, right? Between yeah. Arsenal and Liverpool. Remember, a few years ago, remember when City and um, Liverpool, this is a year before Liverpool won their title, right? Finally. John Stones had that immaculate goal line save, right? And all the things were like that this goal line clearance gave City the title by, yeah. what was it two points? One point? Yeah. They won the title by one point, right? This... There's a comparison. Yeah. Is a is a full blown comparison. Trent missing could be that John Stones moment for Liverpool, which gives Arsenal the title by two points. Yeah. So anything with a two point one point range, Arsenal winning, Liverpool people, Liverpool fans, I'm gonna be looking at this moment. You're gonna be looking at this moment. If Trent Alexander yeah. Arnold scored, Liverpool will have the title. This mimics this more than obviously Gerard slip because that's just an error. Yeah, but yeah, like this one is like similar. Like they were this close of potentially getting three points because they drew that city game, right? Like, uh, yes. Or did they lose? One or the other. I, I think they drew. At the end, I think they drew, and they drew this game. Yeah. So right now it's deja vu <laughs> for Liverpool fans. So you gotta, you better hope not. <laughs> you better hope it's a. Uh, uh, times have changed and uh, you guys edge out the title or Arsenal beat you by like f- five, six points. Yeah. And it's not like the one or two point title win. Okay. Um, I think that's it for soccer. We'll just keep it there. Yeah, we'll keep um, it there. We still got a lot left to talk about. you want to end off on the combat this time? Because we have yeah, We'll end off on combat. Them. We'll quickly go through NBA and NHL. Okay. NHL um, reactions off the bat. I'm going to have a question for you. This is a name that popped up in terms of potential coaches being fired. Um, we talk about coach fighting every time. What's going on in the NHL season? <laughs> Lindy Ruff is uh, a name yeah. that I've saw on Twitter that we should be talking about of a potential sa- uh, firing. Firing, yeah. Um, Devils obviously a lot of expectation, and they have have not lived up to it. Injuries. Yes, they had some injuries, but at the same time, you're a cup contender. Everyone has to deal with it. Uh, the thing with Lindy Ruff, fire Lindy Ruff was a chant last year. And uh, sorry, Lindy. It got it became sorry, Lindy Ruff. Yeah, so, Lindy, not even just Ruff. Yeah, sorry, Lindy. Is that gonna happen again? I mean, if they're still they're seventeen, thirteen, and two right now, they were my cup winner. Yeah, keep that in mind. They were my cup winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he gets fired till the end of the year. If anything, if they miss the playoffs or barely make the playoffs, I think they have the to. The only way out. he gets fired is if they're on a losing streak. They're going like a five games, ten game losing streak, like because you have correct Brube waiting. That's also you gotta look at a coach that's available that you wanna snag before anyone else. And that's the case with Craig Berube. Yeah, it might be a whole different system to learn, but we saw him do it before with St. Louis. Maybe they were like, Oh, let's try to do it again. So th- that's the name I wanna talk I just think they have too much talent for like, you know, to go on that type of stretch where they're gonna like, okay, 
enough is enough. Lindy, you're gone. Yeah. Type of thing, right? That's what there has to be. Um, on the, oh, by the way, we'll be dropping our uh, NHL uh, power rankings after I guess the second month. Um, same with and NBA. The, and, and like pretty much in the first week of January. Same with NBA. Yeah, same well. thing with NBA as well. So based on this, let's talk about our squad, the Canucks, top of the league, second by points percentage. If people want to look at it that way, but the ex- we haven't hit double digit regulation losses yet. Like obviously total losses are twelve, but like regulation there's nine. There's nine, yeah. And we also have like twenty two out of the twenty three wins were regulation. Yeah. Because the only win was like that Quentin Hughes against Bo Horvat game. <laughs> yeah, against the Islanders. Yeah, yeah they'll come back there. Yeah, Vancouver Canucks they have figured it out recently. Um, I think they won like six out of their last seven, something like that. They they have a point streak of like nine, I think. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine, nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. So nine. Since games the Minnesota two nothing went yeah. Um, yeah, they picked it up. They obviously went on a little cold stretch from like mid November to like mid December, where they were just win loss win loss five hundred record type there. Uh, went came back. Obviously had the big loss against New Jersey Devils. If you people remember, it was a six five loss where Canucks were down four two or five two, made it to a five five game and lost six five. Yeah. Um, ever since that, the Canucks have been killer. Beat teams like Tampa, Florida. Probably have the best third line in hockey right yeah, now. Yeah, um, Dakota, Joshua, and Connor Garland, Teddy and Teddy Bluger. But yeah, they beat teams like Tampa. They beat teams like um, Florida. They lost to Dallas in overtime. And uh, it's a mix of good and bad here. Yes, there's still a lot of there's still some question marks with this team, but hopes are high, right? Yeah. Like, then they. Yes, we're not saying we're going to be cup contenders, right? We're not saying that at all. Yeah. But we're saying that, like, this team can make some noise in the playoffs. Right now. Right. We're saying that this team should make the playoffs, and they could make some noise. Right now, we're playing Arizona. <laughs> Think about that way. That's why. Right now, we're playing. I said Arizona's name in this. Battle. Yeah, Arizona. Obviously, we don't, I don't anticipate the Canucks to finish top of the Western. I think they'll be in the top three for sure. Hopefully, get home ice. Because um, with the games in hand, technically, if Miracle happens and Kings win all those um, five games in hand, that's 52 points, then we're three points behind. Obviously, based on points percentage and genuine laws of, like, yeah, yeah, numerical, yeah. whatever, math, um, you know, you don't anticipate them going all five <laughs> unless they have a history of that. But, yeah, um, that's one of the surprises of the year. Again, for you, Rick Tockett, Coach of the Year, or John Tortorella? John Tortorella uh, is right now third, and we anticipate right now, the worst team in uh, hockey. Or worst in the Yeah, East, so like, basing off that perspective, that we gave these guys the number one pick, or number one odds for the number one pick, I'm going to give it to Torts. Same. Right. But one little slip up, talk is right there. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the perspective there. And uh, yeah, obviously... Arizona, another surprise team there as well. Um, at Muller Arena, they probably shouldn't even move because yeah. they've been playing so well there. Proper home ice advantage. And uh, the Pacific Division itself is looking like the top three are kind of like locks type of... Pacific's top three locks. Like, yeah. It has to be a miracle. Like Okay, so Kings are right now are 42. Let's just say they get 46 points. Let's just say those games in hand, they're 47 points at the yeah, most. Yeah. Like, just give them half the points. Yeah. So they have 47 points. They're tied with Vegas at that point and then two points behind the Canucks. Calgary's at 33. Seattle's at 33, and then it's the Oilers at 31. And then who cares what the other two teams remaining there? Um, so, 
They're, Canucks is a solid. Should be in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we're almost 20 points clear. It's like 15, 16 points clear. Whatever the math is on the head right now. So. 16 points clear. The Canucks are. Make some moves. And if you're, talking about, if you're talking about second wild card, they are 13 clear. Make some moves at the deadline, right? Um, you could just play 500 hockey. Obviously, we hope you don't play 500 hockey. Yeah. Uh, we still want you guys to play good hockey. You still want to, this is but this the sport is like if you get hot in the playoffs, you have a chance. Exactly, and uh, you could do that definitely. Um, yeah. So again, Edmonton had that streak, and then they kind of went on a losing too streak. Too far out, man. And now they're two win. They're two wins streak again. Again, they're five points. With two games in hand, I'll, I still think they'll make the Edmonton playoffs. is like a type of like this is like you're not you can't really um uh, criticize them now. Obviously, we've criticized them enough because like you know are they out? Are they not? There's still a question mark. Don't give me, there's no guarantee that they're in, but with the streaks that they've been showing, they're on. They could de- definitely make it, but it's the type of thing you gotta and like analyze in like a couple months. Yeah, right because the 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 hole is so deep. Right, it's gonna take time to dig out of. But basically. if Edmonton gets in, they could go on that like St. Louis run. That they Laker can, yeah, run, they definitely can. Like a Laker run from last year. Just they, if they're a team that's in, you have one of the best. Play- you have the best player. Yeah, and you you know, barring any shitty goaltending, which they're gonna probably do, they they can go deep essentially. Um, other than that, uh, nothing much to talk. Washington in a playoff spot did not expect that. Ovech- not because of Ovechkin, exactly, he's still in single-digit yeah. goals. So that, that next time we'll bring up the difference with the goals and we'll talk about that. Yeah. But let's go to the NBA. Like we mentioned, we're gonna drop rankings for that too. Um, off the bat, let's talk about the trade thing quickly. Couple of trade pieces, cause uh, December fifteenth passed. That's the f- first deadline. You yeah, know, yeah. Those of you guys know that two K. There's a rule. Yeah. I think it's like the Steepian rule or whatever it is. No, and then, it's not Steepian. Oh no, that's the that's a draft pick one. Yeah. Um, just a general rule. Yeah, it's just for a some, rule. and then January fifteenth for a couple of other type of players, right? So obviously we're almost we're already past the first one. We almost there for the second one. A uh, couple of names that come out. The biggest name that is no longer untouchable is Laurie Markkinen, right? We know Pascal Siakam should be in the conversation there. We know OG Ananobi, Gary Trent, like that Raptor team. All we know they're all We know the Bulls, but now the Bulls are in a play-in spot, so we don't know what the hell they're going to do. But Laurie Markkinen is no longer untouchable. The Warriors need a call. Yes. The Hawks need a call. Yes. Um. Those are the two big... And OKC. I think if any team that needs to make a move that has the assets to do it, it's OKC. Obviously, it's OKC. Yeah, there's like hands your down. Your second place, Shea is arguably MVP. He's second. I have Embiid winning it right now. Um, I know the score rankings have him second, and I do agree with that at the moment. Um. Or he's third in the in the conference, but either way, like it's gonna take a miracle for them to fall out as well. Again, it's basketball; shit could happen. Uh, we'll talk about the Pistons in a second. But um, if I'm OKC, call Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, offer three picks, whatever. Offer the picks more than the players if you need to, and just go on from there. Cause you, what are you gonna do with those picks? Like Pee Wee the Plug perfectly says it on uh, through the wire. Um, you're not gonna like what Boston. You know how like Boston did not package those picks. From like Romeo Langford days, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna sign everybody back. Exactly. I get it. You you're have not. more options, but would you not package those and bring in a, at that time Miles Turner, who fit you them could, at the time? You could. You have the perfect chance to create your window. Yeah. Right here, and because Shea is evolving into a superstar, we're seeing it right. We in just. Front of I us. just need to see the playoff yeah, run before yeah, I could officially yeah, yeah. say that. Uh, but we, we, we all agree that he's taking those steps. Yes. To become one. Hundred percent. Right. Um, you have these assets. You have these young guys. 
you could create your window right now and it could be a window it doesn't have to be a window that's going to shut down in two years not it even could, just it's shit. a window that will continue on for a long time not even just shit. but you could just jump start it right now chat exactly so partner a guy maybe a more of a veteran like i said paul george uh, i know that's more he's more like yeah, yeah. indie than okc but a name like that partner him up uh, get an elite third option between the three of them like a wing player especially you're set especially the point if is this two-way wing. you have those two young guys your window's already it's already long it's big it's a big window you could jumpstart your window right now how much are you hoping that your squad calls them and they're calling your squad for two, you have the two. Yeah, pieces. because we need to rebuild. Yeah, for sure. So I'm obviously I'm down to trade. With you also OKC. have to convince Scotty, be like, yo, this is your team now. Yeah, let's do this. Right? And then uh, another team I want to throw in here as well, just cause, why not? Is the Sixers. Oh, for marketing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and uh, and probably the Heat as well. Yeah. Just to just to be able to compete with the top two in yeah. that conference. So I like the the Hawks. Sorry, not the Haw- Hawks. Obviously, if they want to do something with them, but OKC, especially because they're good, it fits their timeline the most. If you yeah. want to grow a team together, um, obviously, Markinen will now be a third option on that team. So we'll see how he will adjust. Because Chris Porzingis was the first option last year when Beal was hurt, um, and now he's the third option. He's still doing fine in Boston, but th- that team's a juggernaut, anyways. Um, that's why I like that one. I agree with you though. Partner him with like an Embiid. You have a spacer, right? Yeah. He's literally uh, floor spacing. Yeah, defense could have some work, but you pair him with a guy like Embiid who could defend. You're fine. Same thing with oh, you pair him with the guy with Bam Adebayo. You're telling me Bam ain't gonna excel in that as well. well he'll excel, and he has length anyways. So Markkanen is a great piece to have. Yeah. Um, he'll, in my opinion, he'll fit in a lot of places. Places, plug some holes that some of these teams might have. Yeah. And. Uh, will do well. Okay, let's talk about Detroit, who are still at two wins. Since their game of Washington playing Detroit, Washington has had three more wins. So they're at five. Detroit is on a 26-game losing streak. I think they tied the record now. They have a chance to beat it. And then the last game of the month is against your squad. Last game of the year. Year, sorry, is against the Raptors. Put it this way. Every team in the NFL has either the same or more wins than the Pistons. And it's only the Panthers who have two. Everybody else has more. Yeah. Um, In this calendar year, I forgot how much is, they had. That is wild. I think it's... What, did they have like four? F- five, I think, yeah. around, around there in just this calendar year. Um, yeah, that's wild. Panthers have the same amount as win. Uh, NFL games, only 17. Yeah. And you still don't... And how many How many have they played? How many did the Bears win last year? What are they, 2-26 and 26 right now? Yeah. 28 games you played. 2-27. Two, two Huh? 29. So 29 games played. NFL teams have only played 15. Yeah. And you've already matched the Carolina Panthers. Even last year, if you want to look at the and Bears. every single team in the NFL has more wins than you, except for one, who has the same amount as you. And they might get more than you by the end of the year. This year's. is an embarrassment. <laughs> there should be a I relegation. Saw, I saw through the wire talk about this. I know this. Like, there should be a relegation. The difference between this and the, <laughs> yeah. we believe, what was it, trust the process Sixers, they were genuinely trying to tank. Those guys, right? Whatever I think it was Kalanji yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, they did. Yeah. These they guys are. we had as like more, even more than the Magic as a jump team. The thing is this: that that Sixers team were like, you guys are gonna suck, and they did. Yeah. The Pistons team were like, you guys, you know, you, it'll take some time. You have a obviously. potential Shea on your team. Potential. I'm not saying yeah, he is. The thing is this: this Pistons team, like, you know, we expect some steps. We're not saying go make the play in, go, go make the playoffs. 
like you know just show us some steps you know that you know you're breathing your rebuild is working and uh, these young guys are you know ready to play that being said they already lost to the nets they play them again it's hard to beat a team twice especially on a back to back yeah uh, well the difference with this back to back it is 3 days well, and with the yeah, holidays in between back to back games no like but yeah so you have that back to back um, days this is at home uh, I don't know how Pistons fans are are they going to fill that arena up or are the Nets fans just going to travel because Detroit's kind of close by then you have the Boston Celtics which you already know you already know <laughs> I, I have a weird feeling and then it's obviously you guys I have a weird feeling that they might be a good team I, I, I don't think it's Boston I think they will I, I won't be surprised to you guys either but I won't be surprised let's just say if you guys do win after that it's the Rockets the Jazz Warriors Nuggets I feel like every team that's playing the Pistons don't want to lose to them. Exactly. They just go extra sweaty. They will go extra hard just be like, we don't want to be the team to lose We're not, guys. We, we can't lose to the Pistons. Yeah. Right? When are the Lakers playing them? Okay, in February. So okay. we don't have to worry about it. Hey, you might have to. <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> we might. Who knows? <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, obviously, right now, it's looking like the Raptors uh, might be the one that will ruin the streak. The Raptors themselves are not on the right, streak Assuming themselves. you win, but assuming you win, Rockets, Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, Kings, Spurs. Let's just go to the January 10th. No one. <laughs> I, I don't have faith. I won't be surprised if the Warriors lose. With how Warriors are kind of in weird. It depends. Season. It might be a game where like Steph. If Steph's not playing, yeah, they're not winning. It might be a game where Steph... Steph might not... They might not win, honestly. It, it might be a game where... CP3 yeah, might have it, to come out and that come might, out. That might be a game where Steph takes a rest. And that might have to be a CP3-type-led yeah. game. Because Draymond's still out, right? Exactly. Um, Clay can't be missing shots. Like, I will not be surprised if it's the Warriors. That is true. And I'm sure Warriors fans will be agreeing with me, too. Because, like, just the way they've been performing, right? Um, I don't know. Like, how how is this possible? They point, found a way. Like, how <laughs> often do you see a standings that says point zero? It starts with point zero, Not one, zero on these things. And the win percentage. This late into the year. You don't. You do not. I don't get it. They're, they're just next up. Like, it's... It's um, it's actually amazing. Like it's impressive. I do want to check one thing. It's very impressive what you're doing. So keep doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna check one thing about basketball before we move on. Uh, you want you want to talk about any other team? Quickly Not really. While I search this up, was I? We need to fill. We don't want to have like fillers. Fillers. Uh, um, talk about the surprising teams in the West. You go with the Minnesota Timberwolves. How yeah, we'll see. Minnesota. Twenty-two and six. They're still haven't fallen off, right? Yeah. Um, their defense, uh, other than a Joel Embiid fifty-point performance. The yeah. defense has been crazy still. Um, Anthony Edwards-led team. Again, can't say enough about that dude, like how he's been playing. how The steps that he's taken with, obviously, the ones that Shea has taken and one have Tyrese Halliburton has taken. Yeah. Anthony Edwards has taken those same steps here as well. And leading this Timberwolves team um, to a 22-6 and record. The Rudy Gobert uh, experiment is working for this year, especially on the defensive side. The thing with this is, is this sustainable in the playoffs? Because we've seen Rudy Gobert led defenses in the Utah Jazz days get exposed. Yeah. Especially by those Warriors teams who could really spread the floor, right? And go small on those teams and uh, take away Rudy's impact in the paint. After, sorry, other thing is the all-star voting thing has started. Um, While I try to figure this out. Um, the All Star. Tra- like, what are you trying to talk? Like, I'm trying find. to see what the records were. Like, I know there's a way to do it on Basketball Reference because I watched through the wire a lot. Yeah. Like, to see what records were after 30 games into a season, just to see how many teams are un, un- made that threshold. That's what I'm trying to find out. Okay. But let's talk about the All Stars very quickly because the voting's gonna start. We might do our 
live voting or just in person voting uh the starters are there who are your locks off the bat like from both sides locks there's two members three front court and two um well off the top of my head it's me a little bit tough but joel and bead we'll go east first joel and bead yeah we'll go with halliburton um we'll go with um tatum well probably who else am i missing <laughs> Giannis. Giannis, Embiid. obviously I said Embiid. Okay, so you have your three front court then. So I have Embiid, Tatum, and uh, Giannis. Go with Halliburton. How's Donovan doing? Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brunson. Donovan. Jalen Brunson. Donovan Mitchell. Um, I don't think Dame gets starter. I don't think I don't uh, think Damian Lillard is gonna be a starter. There's a potential Maxi. There is. Um. There is um obviously I'm I'm gonna go recency bias. What I seen just Jalen Brunson just do on yeah. Christmas, I'm gonna give it to him. <laughs> just just because of that incredible performance he did on the Bucks and beating the Bucks. Okay, I'm not gonna waste time. I'll look at yeah. it. Up. We'll bring it up next episode. But oh, yeah, uh, so those are my those are my Eastern East, Conference teams. Yeah, for me, let me pull up the standings quickly. I agree. I think um I think it's easy for the Just do it off your topic. Don't even no, no research. Do it right okay, now. I have it here though. No Tatum, turn your phone off Tatum, right now. MB, Giannis, <laughs> um and uh Halliburton Halliburton and uh I might go if it's a guard yeah I might go Brunson over is between Brunson and D-Mitch they have a similar record yeah recency bias I'll go Brunson I'll agree with you there uh, we won't do the reserves yet because there's a lot no, of don't do reserves uh, other side West uh, we'll go Curry okay so here's the thing with Curry Curry and Shea no but here's or, the thing no, I have a question okay Shea's a lock Shea's a lock Curry is gonna be a lock we know that through the yeah. final voting because through the wire said they picked Fox over Curry, because they they went strict performance wise. If you're going strict performance wise, I could throw Luca in there as well. Yeah, so that's the other thing. I think it. I think it might be. If it's strict performance, I like. I think it's Luca Shea. I think it's Luca Shea. I think it's that way. Like nothing against yeah. Curry. I think he's the reason why they're even relevant. alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be Curry. We all know that. Let's just be real. We're not gonna say Curry doesn't deserve an All Star spot or anything. But if you're going by like performance and standing wise. It's gonna be Luca and Shea, and that and I agree with through the wire there as well. Front court, we know it's Jokic, we know it's probably LeBron. Uh, if you're going performance wise, I think it has to be one of the Timberwolves guys. So is it Cat or Gobert? I don't think it's. Has it wasn't Cat bad? Or, or are you gonna give Kawhi, who apparently is on a tear now? Kawhi could be in conversation. What about AD? No. I don't know if he'll get. I don't think he'll get starter. No starter. Because Jokic is ahead of him again. Like they're gonna give it to LeBron ahead of him. I think LeBron. LeBron's in there. Jokic is in there. Like there's no question marks about that. Let's see what Carl Towns' number is quickly. I don't think Carl Towns has had a great year. To the fact, like at the beginning of the year, people were saying that, like, no, his he has the highest PBR. He's averaging twenty two three and he was bad. And, uh, no, he's he's in. It's he's him. in. It's, it's him. him. It's him. He turned around. He has a 50-40-90. Okay, that's 89.6, but on free throws. Okay, good. So he turned it around. He's turned it around. Yeah. I remember seeing that too. But other name would be Kawhi. Because last time I heard of Karate Towns was that he might be really bad. The West is going to be hard to freaking It's going to be hard to pick, done. yeah. Because someone's going to fall out. But we all know who the locks are. Shea's a lock, Jokic is a lock, LeBron's a lock. And Steph's going to be a lock. Right. Let's we'll just say performance, voting-wise, those three should be in. Yeah. Right. And then you could throw in whoever else you want after. And but, until we got to confirm, I think it's still one per team minimum. Yeah. So which means the Canucks are not going to get like five guys. Exactly. <laughs> like they should. But let's move on to the last combat, last topic. Oh, we know been 
we've been going on for a long time. Yeah, here. no, I need to do. I want to see that. Yeah. thing. But let's end it off here. Let's we'll start off with, with the, the UFC, just because we'll end it off with the boxing. You want to end off on the boxing? Because boxing is a bigger topic. Well, like both are big topics, right? Um, UFC. Well, UFC's you know boxing happened. UFC has ha- has to happen. Yeah, but UFC has announced some updates to the card. Added thing. UFC 300 is in April, right? So obviously a century mark for them. Um, well, three century mark for them. But I was just saying like a century later. Uh, Dana White announces multiple fights for UFC 298, 99, and 300. 298 um is in February. That has Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa in there, and Jeff Neal versus Ian Geary. Ian Geary moves from 299 to 298. Yeah. That card. Uh, 298 is which one again? Vo- Volk. I think that's the Volk, Volk one. Volk one, yeah. Um, Mexico City in February 24. I think that's UFC 299, I guess. Is Brian Ortega, Yair, Yair Rodriguez 2, five-round co-main event. Um, I, guess, I don't know if that's fight night or not. Yeah. 300 is where it gets interesting. Bo Nickel versus Cody Broughton-Dage. Now, I don't know if this is the main card or undercard as well Yuri Prochatska is back versus Alexander Rokic and Aljo moving up in weight to 145 which I believe is now it's the Volk weight yeah uh, versus Calvin Qatar or Qatar uh, I don't know what it is but those are the thing now here's the thing uh, those are the ones announced my question to you is I've seen so many rumors and so many names that are thrown out there alright first one is Conor McGregor is somehow involved Obviously, uh, it's gonna yeah. be either right now it's Michael Chandler, but they're saying Gust- Justin Gaethje, Nate Diaz, potential, potential. as well. Um, all right, so that's one. If I we'll go over the prediction, yeah, in a yeah, second. yeah. Makachev has to be involved, I think, because he hasn't fought since Makachev Oliveira. It should be that, but it could be Gaethje. We don't know, right? Depending on, or he could go up and wait for all we know and challenge. Makachev has to be involved, all right? Or we, yeah, he has to be involved. He could go randomly up and wait and fight. And it's it's gonna be tough for John Jones just because of his yeah. injury, but um. Makachev has to be involved. Okay, so Makachev and Leon Edwards could be a fight, potential. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like you said, I think it should be Oliveira because that's the bigger fight than Gaethje, in my opinion. The other one I'm seeing is Gaethje, also who deserves to be, like, he's a highlight reel, literally in his name, um, versus a guy like, not just McGregor, but Max Holloway moves up and faces him for the BMF or whatever, right? So there's that potential rumor. An interesting rumor I saw is Izzy will be back versus Hamza because Hamza needs to have another prove it fight I guess in yeah, that division that would be, be a good one but I also saw this I think this is a bad idea for Izzy personally he fights Pereira at light heavyweight wins if he wins goes back down and beats who, if it's Sean or Drukas or whoever it is for middleweight and beat them and be then one of the few two belt champs in history I don't, I don't, that thing doesn't be too much I think he should fight Market or um, not Makachev Chemaev uh, Chemaev personally I think I'll, I'll take that route yeah, I think if he were to come back, I think Izzy. I don't think Izzy's on the fight. I, I don't no, he's there was a he had an interview, like he he wants to be back. I think it was during the boxing card that he said like yeah he it made it sound like he'll be back sooner than later. Yeah, okay, so, so that's why I'm, that's where I got my answer off. Right, of McGregor's in. I predict McGregor will fight. Yeah, right. If I think he will fight, um, if he's healthy, I think he will he will be in that card. Keep in mind, we don't know if these three fights I announced are yeah. the main card. Um. Exactly. I probably if depending of like all these names you mentioned, they probably aren't. Yeah. Um Aljo I could see. But. McGregor Michael Chandler is probably the best bet and I'll take there. Um Izzy Chemayev is the best bet I'll take there. I don't think he's going Alex Pereira. And uh who was the other one you said? Gaethje. 
I would, yeah. I'd love to see Gaethje Holloway BMF fight. Yeah. I feel like that has to be defended, right? Type of thing. Well, yeah, it doesn't get. I mean, belt. it doesn't matter. Like, obviously, the belt doesn't matter, but like at the end of the day, there's like it's a belt, right? Try to get all the if belts. If you want this to be like the biggest card, you have to somehow involve get, McGregor, Izzy, Makachev, and Gaethje. I think those are and, four musts. And get many. Belts, if John Jones is not healthy, and get obviously. many belts on the line as possible yeah, on like, that night. Like all five, Inc- five including rounds. BMF. All five five minute rounders, eh? All five exactly. Rounders? Um, make this the longest possible sorry five rounders um, yeah. yeah like honestly like if you're saying the worthy of this card like you could say Volk but he's fighting in February unfortunately he's not there like if you want to make this like Conor McGregor's a main event and then Izzy co-main those are the two that make sense to me uh, Mock, I don't know if like cause some of these guys will probably want to be like I want to be main event right um, yeah. they, like, not, not, some of these guys won't do what Deontay Wilder did and be the co-main I guess um in that sense, sure. Like, but like, is he deserve like all these guys deserve to be main event? Already, we all know it's gonna be McGregor. That's gonna draw the biggest name. We all know that. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, but yeah, like prediction wise, I think it will be McGregor versus. I don't know if it's Chandler, but I think because it's been going on for so long that it has to be. I don't think I think Nate Diaz three. I think that's too much for some, both guys are coming back. It's gonna be like a rusty. It's, it's Chandler. It's it, Chandler. Okay, Coleman. I really want to... I think it's going to be Gaethje and Holloway. I don't think Makachev will take a Komi. Yeah. Un, yeah, like... The only way I could see Makachev... I, I could see... If he gets offered way more money. Because we know he's the best in the game. He's the best fighter right now. Yeah, he's the best pound for pound uh, right now. And yeah, because of that, I don't think Izzy's going to be like a third fight. Like a thing. Right? Bro, I could see... What if was Komi? Was, Kom- was, Kom- was Usman 3? Was the third? Bro. When he fought uh, uh, that fight... Usman uh, Chimaev was that Coleman or it was Coleman? Yeah, so I don't see any of these guys going through. Bro, okay, the thing is this: if it's if it if it is Makachev Oliveira, I think that's going to take me to that. Yeah, I think it should. I think it will. But I think the McGregor's a bigger name, and they can. I, go I know that that's. But even if you have McGregor main event or not, McGregor's name still gonna be involved. Yeah. Right? So it's it's not gonna take anything Listen, away. If McGregor's like, I want to be main event, they're gonna give a main event. That is true. That's but my point. I just think I think it's gonna be if Makachev Oliveira are a, is a fight, I think that is main event. That's me personally. I think if Makachev yeah. is involved, he should be the main event. I agree with you there. It could be Makachev Gaethje for all. I'm I not care saying about. should. I'm just saying I'm just predicting this. Oh my no, prediction. I don't. I think if I'm not saying who should, who should. Oh no, any of that. I, if I'm thinking main event, it's McGregor. There's no ifs and ands about it's about it. Yeah, it's McGregor. Like prediction wise, you know, who you think it is? I don't think it should be probably McGregor. I'm oh, sorry, I don't think it should be McGregor based on the title. But belt. you you predicted to be McGregor. I'm yeah, asking yeah, yeah. who you're predicting. Oh, McGregor. Yeah. McGregor's main event. I think if I think they will give it to Islam and uh Like Tra- I think Oliveira. I think no, and this is the male side. We forgot to add Valentina Shevchenko or Wei Li Zhang in this in this process, right? Or I guess Grosso technically, but to be like one of the like the opening fight or the second fight. Let's just say. Well, yeah, they, like they could do what they did a couple of years ago when they did Gaethje versus I think Chan, whoever it was, Gaethje versus Chandler to open the card. And that yeah. was like fight of the year a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. I could see that being like Gaethje something. But yeah, no, that's a lot of anticipation for this. A for lot sure. of a lot of anticipation. All right, last thing, boxing. Um, Big card was one of the biggest cards. It probably was the biggest card. Biggest card in recent each, memory. Each thing deserved his own main event type of thing. Um, Start off with the four main fights that we watched were um, Gerald Miller. You finally got to see his 333-pound ass fight. Yeah, looked big. Obviously, ended up costing him with a ten. Um, by the tenth round, and got a literally TKO'd in the last ten seconds. It was a stamina against uh, um, Daniel Dubois. Dubois. Um, 
Yeah, Daniel Dubois looked good as the fight went on. Early on, you could say it was Miller's fight. Miller was going forward. He was, he he was, was going. going but as the fight went on, saw the stamina. He saw the cardio Dubois was, has more stamina and cardio. Yeah. And uh, he had, he's going to edge out Miller. And uh, Dubois not, knocked him. Well, technical TKO. Uh, ref stoppage in round 10. It was a 10-round fight. Okay, second fight was Bivol coming off an injury, put his belt on the line against Lyndon... L- uh, Lyndon Arthur. 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 And, dude, Bivol looks... This is my first Bivol fight outside of the Canelo one I watched. He looks good. He's coming he off is, an injury. He is really good. He's so good. Like Yeah, he got caught, I think, in the one round or whatever, something hurt him. Outside of that, he just looked amazing. I think that was He like, destroyed him. I think that was round eight, around yeah. there. He destroyed him. That's it. Nothing much to say about that. Uh, upset of the night, Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. This was what this would have been my upset fight. Um, based between the Joshua and this one, Wilder loses by decision. Gets dominated essentially. Um, how much of it was ring rust? I don't know. How much of it is was he injured? I don't know. Did his legs just look like they were gonna break every time he walks? His sure. legs are genuinely spaghetti legs. Yeah. One, two. When you have 30 seconds in the last two years, yeah, ring rust is definitely going to be a factor. And three, he just didn't look good. Deontay Wilder did not look good at all in that fight, right? He he wasn't throwing. He wasn't... And when he was throwing, he wasn't... Was he wasn't connecting. Nine, connecting. Um, okay. <laughs> he threw 19 out okay, of 200. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm just going to restart this point. Deontay Wilder did not look good at all, yeah. right? When he was throwing, which was barely, he wasn't connecting. Yeah, so I there was he, something off. I thought he had the harder opponent. Yeah, for they, sure. They were generally off. Taking no credit away from Joseph Parker, he was aggressive. He was game plan worked. Game. He had a game plan. He followed it. He didn't get caught with that right hand, and when he did, he was it was a it wasn't a full connection yeah. type of thing, and uh, he was the aggressor of the fight, and he fully deserved it. And I think one judge gave him all twelve rounds. Yeah. Um. I. Think it's ring rust more. I, I do want to see him fight one more time before he fights Joshua, supposedly, because he is kind of delusional. He is saying that, oh well, you know, this gives an excuse for Joshua not to fight him, okay? Because we'll get to Joshua in a second. Um, I think he needs to come back, fight a guy like Andy Ruiz, do like actual. If it is ring rust, you got your ring rust. I get it. You only had like literally a f- one, what two minute fifty, two minute round in two years, literally. Yeah. But even then, that fight, you showed the power. This one, you didn't. Obviously, people are saying that his ayahuasca is making him look delusional or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 38 years old, so I don't know how much that is a factor. But if, you know, he did hint at retirement. I don't know how true that retirement's going to be. But it is. he did He did walk it back. He did say it's not going to be retirement. So if, I, if that's the case, you have to come back within six months, less than that, fight a guy like Andy Ruiz or whoever like still decent competition and then prove that your power when, uh, when prove that you're still there then you'll get the Joshua prove fight. that your power is not gone prove yeah. that you're you could still connect punches prove uh, that you could still throw punches um the guy you're supposed to fight looked amazing he is on he looked like he is back he is back anthony joshua uh, is sorry back. last thing with wilder if whatever reason we don't see him fight anymore still i get, outside of his attitude issues like now uh, not attitude but i guess how he is mentally now um Oh, he's a boxer. He's a boxer. You, you kind of expect... Kind One of, expect of the most it. exciting boxers we've ever watched because of the knockout. Yeah. So if that's the case, hats off to you, but hopefully you don't 
and did it like this. It's not like retirement. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Anthony Joshua though. He looks great. He looked like everybody was saying like this is the true Joshua because the two other fights he fought this year that he won, he did not look great to the point where people are like, yeah, if, if he fights Wilder and he, he will get knocked out yeah, based on the shot, right? Because we've seen him get TKO'd with uh, Andy Ruiz. The thing with Joshua is he always looks in shape for all his fights and everything. So there's no criticism of that. Yeah. So for me, it was it was genuinely his mental, like his mentality. Yeah. Right? Like, was it just dwindling? Did he have confidence? Did he not have confidence? What I saw in that ring was a confident, obviously, like I said, mentioned before, physically fit fighter who just wanted to beat the shit out of his opponent. And he did. And this and is the same was, guy that gave... And there's no, like, there's no disrespect, right? That, like, But that's what a boxer mentality should be. Like, I respect you, but I'm going to have to beat the shit out of you yeah. because I need to look at what, look for what's best and for me. And he proved it, right? Yeah. He got a great coach. He got a new coach. Made, it look, made him look good. He obviously made the coach look good. Same thing with Joseph Parker. The same exact thing happened. Um, there's a guy... Okay, that fight aside, there's another guy that's ahead of him. I forgot his name. That he could be fighting for some type of eliminator fight or whatever the case may be. But a guy that called him out who also has a belt, Zeli Zhang, who upset Joe Joyce twice. Yeah. That's a name I could see Wilder potentially fighting as well if he were to come back and win a fight and then go after. Because, um, yeah. But Zeli Zhang, I think... Like, he looked good in his last two fights. I've seen him fight multiple times in other people's cards. And I've seen that Joe, that Joe Joyce fight. He stopped him twice, I believe. Yeah, he did. So, there's that. Um, another name to throw out there, Francis Naganu. Yeah, I mean, especially how Ganu looked against Fury. And Ganu's definitely going to be in the mix for a good good fight, good competition now. Uh, because he's proven a lot in that fight. So, there's, like, it's, it's a heavyweight, right? Like... It's, it's the best division. Naganu? Heavyweight's the best division. Naganu no or Wilder? Argument. Like, who would win? Yeah. Current Wilder. Current Wilder is Naganu, 100%. Like, KO or just like... Well, like dominate whatever Joseph Parker did. Could be potential KO. Because here's the thing, right? Like, Naganu like, isn't a pure boxer either. And I know yeah. what he did against Fury. I think that's more Fury just taking it like a sparring session. But current Wilder was basically what that Fury was. <laughs> yeah. But right. Wilder, could, I think, has a better chance of knocking him out <laughs> type of thing but same vice versa to get caught so we'll see like I think if it, if a fight makes sense like if he Wilder were to come back maybe fight Nagano the one thing instead of Andy Ruiz I, could, I wouldn't mind him fighting there's Nagano. there's one positive I'll take away from the Wilder fight was that he was able to go to a distance when he was getting beat up yeah right so for me when I'm looking at that this guy could you know last this guy has a, um, a strong chin you could say this yeah. guy has you know well, I don't think it's a strong chin. I don't think Joseph Parker connected. Yeah, I know, but like, I'm the well. point I'm trying to make here is that he has the cardio to last a twelve round. Yeah, he has, still has. Oh, the, for sure. Yeah, he still has. He could take shots. The thing is, like, that that's a better listen, point. That's that, a better point. He that, could take shots. I won't say strong chin, but he could take shots. That fight, people were still scared that for Joseph Parker. Exactly. Because like, just because of the knockout. And Wilder's it's like Wilder Wilder slogan, man. Yeah. Like. Everyone needs perfect 36 against me. All I need is a perfect second. Yeah. That's Wilder's slogan. And uh, it's always going to be scary yeah, fighting I, I, Wilder. Do you think it's more ring rust? Do you think it's more age? How would you put the ratio? Um, I'll definitely, I'm definitely going to put it ring rust more. Um, say 70-30. But 
he did connect a couple times in the right, and him him missing that's concerning. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna put an age. The age could be like yeah, cause like it's so obviously coming, and people know that it's coming. Well, that's not age. That's also the height. That's just predictability. That <laughs> yeah, just, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's not. That could also age. be because he's slower too. Yeah, that, that, part that, that, that could again, true. we're not professional boxers. Yeah. We're trying to learn on the fly as well. But, but the overall concern, though, sick yeah. hard. The concern for me overall was just him. Him just yeah. his accuracy. Listen, like the more I've seen Wilder talk, the less I am kind of becoming a fan, <laughs> just because yeah. just because of the delusion. But yeah, overall again, um, card was sick. Card was sick. People, Damn. do you agree with this? You, the boxing year was better than the UFC year. No, because that's uh, what some people are saying. Because uh, was it really like you had Garcia Tank? I know, but you had Spence. Can, we, they're big name fights. Yeah, but did they really live up to it? Did Garcia Tank really live up to what Garcia Tank was supposed to be? It was just Tank dominating, right? Yeah. Did, did Bud Crawford, did Errol Spence live up to what it was supposed to be? Uh, it was Bud Crawford dominating. That's what people are saying, though. Huh? That's what people are saying, though. Like, UFC could say somewhat similar things for a bunch of their fights. But, like... I guess they're giving I don't boxing think, the more credit because they never see this in boxing. That's probably also Maybe that's it. why. That could be a good point. But, like, did we see a... Like, a Pantoja and Moreno... I don't think we've seen that back and forth fight in the boxing scene this year that we've seen in the UFC. I'm trying to think of other ones top, up top of my... Makachev Wolk, the first one. L- that was last year. Though. That was last year? I thought it was... Was in, that like, earlier in the year? I thought it was like February or something. <laughs> well, it, may, it may have been, yeah. I, I might uh, be tripping out. I guess I could think... The one that I could think of is like Loma, Haney. There was... Uh, that, that was a good one. There was uh, Teofimo Lopez versus Josh Taylor. I know TFM only was talking later around. Yeah, yeah. It was still there. But I guess they, I guess they're giving boxing more of a credit because like you never seen a lot of big but fights. But yeah, if year. you're saying the big fights making happening, then yeah, definitely it was boxing. Yeah. Like if you're looking at names. I think they look at the bit by the name of the fight. I think the big fights were more in boxing this year than they was for UFC. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think that's what they're trying to say. That That's a fair point. Because normally UFC would have more. That is. And boxing barely would have like a couple. Right. Yeah. All right. Um. Leave it there. Um. Like I said, make sure you guys check out the Alex Adams podcast. Um. That we dropped on Saturday. It was a banger. It was so much fun. Make sure you guys support that one. Uh. Support Alex. Check out his work. Um. Like we said, we'll be having dropping an extra episode this week, not sports related. Um. You know, just to ra- recap the year of Beyond the Radar. Um, yeah. as always make sure you guys like comment and subscribe make sure you guys follow all our socials down below check out the power rankings coming out soon um, other than that uh, or audio listeners make sure you guys download it rate and review it and other than that we'll catch you guys on the next one peace, peace.